Hello and welcome to episode 66 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics Podcast. I'm here with Brandon. This is the weekend edition. And we have three books tonight because we have a ton of mail. Uh, We ended up, uh, we already recorded the mail. We had to record the mail earlier, uh, and it took us almost an hour. So we have almost an hour of mail tonight. Uh, But we also have three books, three books that we picked. And we're going to start with, well, before we do that, I I should say a a couple other things. We we do have a website, uh, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where we review the books that we can get to. It's seems so far yeah, we're still trying to nail that down I, i've been sick i'm still yeah. sick obviously i wasn't around with you I and had a Aaron. Sick daughter which is just as bad yeah, as being sick boy, yourself. yeah it might be worse <laughs> but yeah i'm still sick but i'm here for the weekend edition i can't i can't miss that uh but yeah we also have an email where if you want to email and you'll see we'll read each and every email that we get it is weird science marvel comics at gmail.com and we also have a patreon account that you can go to and support us for this podcast the dc podcast everything that we do uh, obviously you're listening to the marvel podcast so that would be your main concern but if you go over to patreon.com slash weird science and check things out we're recording this in the last day of uh, March. So when April hits, April Fool's Day hits, you can go over to the Patreon, subscribe, and you don't get charged right away. We do not do that. We don't charge once you sign up. You won't get charged until May 1st. But if you decide to quit before then, you'll never get charged. So pretty much you get a full month free trial. Check things out. And there are some Marvel things. And we're putting more and more Marvel things on there, especially starting in April. We're going to really kick yes. that in. April. But one thing, yeah, one thing that we do. The month of Marvel. Yes. One thing that we do, <laughs> though, every uh, week now is we have a patreon only spotlight last week it was invaders it was invaders number three which uh we got a lot of comments about because i i was a loopy didn't even know what i was talking about but uh w- with that with Your first this proposal in what now 30 years yeah really i said i'd marry <laughs> invaders but yeah with that though we also uh it's picked by the bad butts there are different levels that you can sign up as you go up you get more shows and then the top level gets to pick the spotlights gets to pick subjects of other other shows and things like that. Uh, this coming up week, it looks like War of the Realms number one was picked by the Bad Butts. That is probably definitely going to be one of the books in the spotlight. We're going to pick a second one as well and have a two-book spotlight. Uh, we'll do that occasionally. If not, starting now, do that for every spotlight. But if you want to get more more reviews, go over to that. And if you want to be one of the bad butts that get to pick the books, uh, go to that level as well. But yeah, we have a bunch of shows, some shows not even comics-related. So go check it out at patreon.com slash weirdscience. We have a lot of shows. I think we have over 500 episodes of shows. Yeah. Uh, we we Try to I was make trying it to go through while. back things this this um I don't know earlier yeah. this afternoon and it is a chore. Is there a search function on that thing? There like is on the, the website. Yeah, you can yeah. search it on the website. Okay. And, uh, yeah, because there's a ton <laughs> of shows. And, and the know. thing is, I always stress. That uh, a lot of people, you know, you hear people saying about a Patreon, hey, come support us, come support us. I'm not necessarily down with supporting us. I would rather give you something for your money. So it's more of, you know, hey, come in and grab some shows. And you know, it does support us, but not in the way of, hey, just give us free money. I want to work for the money. And uh, we work hard for the money, as Donna Summer once sang. But we're going to start now uh, this week, uh, weekend edition, with... 
Black Widow, and it is, I have to grab my things, Black Widow number three. And if you have been listening to our show, especially this has been pretty much a weekend edition book that we, yep. we've been talking about, it has been a surprise. It's been a surprise hit for us. We, we, we didn't almost, know we what to expect. We almost have to give a parental advisory warning before discussing yes. the content. Yeah, really. <laughs> and, and it's tough sometimes with this book to do it without cursing, which we, yes. we like to not curse, obviously. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of bad butting going on in it. But yeah, this was a shock. A- and it is the Soska sisters. And I- I'm just giving a little background. When it was first announced they were on the book, they are horror movie gals. They're sisters. They're twins that do a horror movie. So I asked Eric, who is our resident horror movie guy, hey, what's up with these Soska sisters? Do you know anything about them? And he's like, oh, man, I don't like their movies. I'm like, okay, I don't like horror movies myself. I- I'm not down with that. So I'm like, okay, well, let's see. I like Black Widow enough. I was wondering how this was going to go because we have a lot of times DC Wise here, other you know companies where they'll grab these names just to have them be names to sell yeah. these books, and then they get there and you realize, boy, they don't know anything about the comics. They don't. That it, it's just them collecting a paycheck. It's not the case here. This no, was I don't shocking. Think so either. And, and from the beginning, we we said from the very beginning, either they did their homework. Either that or they're big fans of Black yeah, Widow and Marvel comics, way. or they were smart enough. And this is the thing. They just might be some smart cookies who got a hold of the right people, read the right things to catch up, to get to know some things, and then yeah. got some editors or whatnot to tell them, hey, this is this, this, and this. And they're smart enough to make it work because yeah, they have really... Yeah, the changes, like yeah. when they're told, eh, this doesn't vibrate. You yeah, know, and, and with continuity and this stuff, right I mean, yeah. you had this being the first issue even as it went in people were even saying boy this is the best wolverine book we've had because she <laughs> she even took the persona of wolverine yeah, and Mardipore, all these yeah patch and things like that so it's been really really good and one of the other things is flaviano on art i've really enjoyed and it's it's yeah, a kind too. of a, a a juxtaposition of a cartoony style at uh, yeah, i would say it's if adult swim did a marble cartoon yeah. and boy <laughs> it's bloody and from that get-go, from that first issue, some of the things that happen and some of the things that, uh, you know, kills, uh, they actually were, we were surprised. Yeah. And, and that's where I thought the Soska sisters showed their, kind of their horror movie background, slasher movie type deal. Did you see any of the titles of some of their other content and things they've done? I I have, but I've never it's, it's seen some them. crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Eric's, the, the Eric's watched them all. Book they did was crazy. Yeah, Eric's watched all the movie stuff that they've done. But I I think that when you get this, a lot of times, especially that first issue, they kind of went with the slasher movie type deal because you know, again, I'm not a I'm not a horror movie fan, but I know that the deal is for a lot of these, it's the unique kills. To see people die different ways and stuff like that is one of the, you know, tropes, and they were definitely do that. Now, as we go into this issue, I'll read the credits right now and get that over with, and we'll talk about NRP. Uh, needing to release some pen of anger, Black Widow traveled to the lawless nation of Marjapur looking for a fight. The local peacekeeper Tiger Tiger, or Tiger Tiger, brought her one No Restraints Play, a website where customers bid on directing live torture sessions. Natasha tore a path through Marjapur looking for information, eventually finding an escape victim who told of a man with an NRP tattoo. Coordinating with Tiger's right-hand man, Tech Ed, Natasha did reconnaissance on the gathering of villains hosted by the sub 
claim Prince of Marjapur, just as Widow spotted a man with an NRP tattoo. She was attacked by Madame Mask, and that's how last issue ended. It is written by Jen and Sylvia Soska, art by Flaviano, colors by Veronica Gandini. I love the colors in this as well. Yeah, I do too. And letters by VC's Joe Caramanga. And uh, we, we said the last issue, we, we liked it. We loved the first one. The last yes. issue we still liked. It got a little heavy with the NRP. Yeah. The it, no restraints play. It, it wasn't just, necessarily it, any problems I had with the story. It no. was just the overemphasis on using that It was really overemphasizing and, it. And it, it seemed as if they were told that they, you really have to get this out there. And it yeah. really went over the top. I mean, right there where we just did the recap page reading, uh, NRP and no restraints play is, is mentioned like three or four times even there. And now it's, it's apparently based off some yeah, real life thing. Yeah, it's based off some real life thing. And, and because the, and they actually said, well, I reviewed it on the site and they actually sent us a tweet for the review and said, you know, this is actually, you know, uh, based on a real thing, and the guy kind of got away, and then, da, 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 and I said, you know, let's get going. Me, me you, Brandon, <laughs> we're, we're we're loading up the truck. We're gonna go. We're gonna go eight team style and go after these guys. And the, the funny thing is, because they said that when this opened up, you have a couple people at the beginning because an NRP special alert goes off or, yeah. around the world. These are pop just up. these are pretty much pieces of crap who get the pop up ad that this is going down. I'm like. Who who could this be? Because the one looks like it's a movie star who was in uh, the classic "Dude, I Shrunk the Beer," and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, is that an Ashton Kutcher that it's supposed to be? Is this supposed to be like an Adam Sandler? I, I'm trying. Now again, there's a lot of awards this guy has won on the side, so I'm like, no, no, not any of those. But uh, even so, you go through on all these people, and I think that what they're showing you in this first page is this is a wide slice of life type yeah. of thing. It they're, seems they're, it seems like located to rich people too. Yeah, like and and they're, they're just pieces of crap. But yeah, they're gonna be rich because that's they're gonna pay for it. That's where you go to Tech Ed and Tiger and Tech Ed's like, hey look, we, we just got a, a a beep here. This is gonna happen tonight. We gotta find out what's going on because you know Black Widow she hasn't checked in and we saw that she had been shot at the end yeah. of the last issue by Madame Mask and we see that she kind of blocked that and they go back to fighting. Uh, uh, at one point, Tiger tells Tech Ed, like, listen, do, do you expect a Widow to be somebody who's going to check in with you every two seconds? You know, she's she's a big gal. Yeah, she'll, she'll call be you able when to get she through needs that. Yeah, yeah, she'll call. But, yeah, she's, she is in danger at this point. She is yeah. fighting. Uh, but she ends up being able to take down Madame Mask, ends up kind of tying with her up. With a fishing up. pole and yeah, fishing Yeah, with fishing lines. stuff. Yeah, and even Madame Mask was like, really? With with a fishing stuff? You're, you're going to take me down? She does. Yeah. And uh, But in the meantime, too. I thought that was cool. She, she ends ends up uh, shooting a, a fish hook through Madame Mask's shoulder, which does come up later because she ends up disguising herself as Madame Mask with her outfit, the mask, to go to this big party with the prince. Well, there is some blood on her shoulder. That ends up coming into play. Uh, you do see that, again, Madame Mask has some people at this party that she knows intimately. And again, the Soska sisters show this, and I thought it was pretty cool where she goes in the party. She realizes that Taskmaster, who's there, is going to see right through her if she doesn't act exactly like her. Taskmaster's fooled. He doesn't seem to be, you know, thinking anything of what's going on, except 
that she has blood on her shoulder. And he says, you know, what happened? What went on there? And that's when Tiger comes in and saves her and says, oh, honey, let's let's go over here. And hey, hey, uh, you know, Taskmaster, get get the heck out of here. You know, we don't need you around. They go off. He's uh, creeping on everyone in this. Oh, issue. yeah. He, he is a creep. <laughs> uh, even at the he, point. He's got an inflated self-confidence for someone with a skull face. Yeah. Even at, at a point, she's like, you know. You, you think because he's there as security and, and things like that. And he's like, and, and Black Widow as Madame Mass is like, you really think that, you know, I'm going to do something here. Have my guns, hands him the guns. I only want, obviously, in my mind, those are Madame Mask's on. She still has Black Widow guns or it's going to be a tell. But I, I don't think Taskmaster is just there to kind of, like you said, creep on everybody. Yeah, uh, but yeah, a weirdo. she's there. Uh, Widow's there. Black Widow's there just to try to find the guy with the tattoo. And she does see it's a bodyguard yeah. for the prince. She, she sees thinks this the guy's guy. going to lead him to the guy who runs this whole show. Yeah, yeah. And I think that right away she also is like, OK, the prince is in. Now, this prince is there and has this whole thing where he's like, listen, everybody, you guys, a lot of people here, you guys fight all the time. You guys are villains. You're heroes. Well, whatever you are here, uh, I'm I'm going to propose something better than this. I'm going to propose peace. And, and because of this, to show you I mean something, and mostly these are like pieces of poop and, uh, you know, they're, they're bad people. But he's yeah. like, instead of, you know, causing trouble, I'm going to say, let's, let's get along. I, I just downloaded or uploaded a bunch of money into all your accounts, even accounts that you would think that I could never get to. Uh, hey, enjoy. Have the money. Then they bring out a whole thing of money. Just starts throwing money around. Uh, and that's <laughs> no. where we see that saber tooth is there as well. He, he likes to waste money. This is like Joker in Dark Knight yeah. Returns. Yeah. Just he, burning he just, it. He's well just be. throwing money in the air. And again, you have Widow. She's going around. She's trying to get to this guy now. She sees the guy, this bodyguard to the prince. She's trying to get there. In the meantime, Zemo comes by and they've had, you know, a relationship. And Zemo's there, you know, oh man, what are you doing? Come back to, you know, Balgalia with me and we'll do this. And, hey, you know what? I hear you have problems with the Punisher. You keep your problems to yourself. I don't need this. And again, it's, it is Black Widow pretending to be Madame Mask and, and fooling everybody except Sabretooth, who comes over and basically, <laughs> and she even says like, oh no, Sabretooth's here. He's going to be yeah, able to smell. He doesn't even beat around the bush. He calls no. her Red no, right He comes over and he's like, hey, how you doing, Red? Wink. And I like that art with the wink. And, and she he doesn't seem to be, you know, he doesn't seem upset or whatever. But, yeah, he ends up going because he wants to know what's going on with this. So they go up to talk to the prince. And the bodyguard comes and just, like, takes Sabretooth away. Because Sabretooth's like, you know what? This is dirty money. And, and it's a funny, it's a cool thing because when you had Black Widow there, Madame Mask outfit with the blood, he's like, I could smell that blood the minute I came in. And then when they go up, he gets the money, starts sniffing it. He's like, <laughs> yeah. I smell blood. blood. Money. It's blood money. And like, all right, you don't want anything? Escort him out. He gets taken out. Uh, and that's where Madame Mask Widow is sitting there talking to the prince, trying to figure out if it is all to do with this whole thing, with this no restraints play and, and, and stuff like that. Well, the bodyguard comes out and they start going. And this is where I realized, okay, this has been a setup. This is when the light bulb went off that yeah. this whole, you know, NRP thing that night is probably going to be based on it's something a, to do with Widow. That they, uh, yeah, they ended trap up to get the person yeah, coming after. They him, ended yeah. up trapping her and then ending up doing it because as she goes with this bodyguard, she tries to use her feminine charms on him. 
And she's like, hey, you know, we got a little time. Now, again, still pretending she's Madame Mask, but like, hey, we got some time. How about we make out here, buddy? Yeah. And they do. Pulls the old poison, or he pulls and, the old yeah. poison ivy on her. And also the, the Black Widow. She even says that's her move. She yeah. even says that usually I, I, I do this to them. And they end up, she ends up getting poisoned by kissing this guy. And he even says, I cannot believe boss tells me to look out for beautiful women trying to kiss me this evening, but I must be wary of the widow sting. So they they were waiting for her to show up. They knew it was her all along. She ends up being, you know, uh, kidnapped then taken taken into this room where the no restraints play is pretty much looks like they are going to torture black widow yeah so it's, it's like a crazy saw. end yeah it is and it's a crazy end you see the guy with the nrp tattoo he, he obviously has been the he can't real be the big leader in the head i don't think the prince is the no i think oh, i either, think the though. prince is i you think do? the prince is fully that's I why i think he has all that money coming. yeah I, I don't think so because this guy goes i i would think that the uh the prince would be like where'd my bodyguard go yes, uh, I think he's, he's just getting a lot of money for keeping quiet. Maybe yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I think that I think that he's I, I'm involved. totally wrong. I thought Blade was going to be the vampire. King yeah, I'm not going with your guesses anymore. <laughs> your guesses stink. Uh, but yeah, even him saying like, "Well, we'll see who the boss is," but he, it, I don't think that he's in charge because he even says, "Boss said that ladies would kiss me," and he did, did this. So somebody is telling him. I just like that. You know, he's there with such uh, instruments of torture, like the chainsaw. He starts. He starts revving yeah. up the chainsaw. But, at like one you point. don't start with the chainsaw, buddy. That's what you end yeah, with. Yeah, really. And with <laughs> this, you do have her tied up, and it's a crazy thing where she has a a mask over her face with a question mark. So I I'm guessing this as part of this game because you even said, Mister Director, and earlier. Uh, you had Ed saying like, uh, hey, uh, Tech Ed said, well, you know, I can't hack into this. They What they want is to be able to get the list of the people who are jumping in to do this. What they're doing now to make the money is you get to bid on who is the person who gets to be the director. So if you spend the most money, whatever, then you get to be the guy who goes, hey, chainsaw. Hey, uh, I, you know, ice pick and things like that. But one of the big things here, I think, is also that they want to surprise people that it's Black Widow. You have that, you know, you have a, a like a towel over her head with a question mark in blood, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, here's the thing is I like this issue. It is a setup issue. Yeah. Uh, you know, it down a bit. Yeah, there there is no real, you know, cool kills like we had in the first issue. Last issue, there was a lot of excitement of running around and fighting or whatever. This is the setup to get to this, uh, you know, big cliffhanger to be like, oh, no, Black Widow. And then to go to the next issue. I did like it. But, yeah, it's kind of like that middle of the deal issue to kind of, you know, bridge the gap between the Ease final the stretch grand finale there. Here, yeah. yeah. So I liked it. I, oh, God. Excuse oh me. Yeah, really. I'm feeling so <laughs> crappy. I, I can barely keep my eyes open. Uh, I'd give it a 7.5, though. Uh, yeah, and I really that's like exactly it. where I'm at, too. Uh, the art is really good. I really like it. This is one of those books, again, that we were talking about. And uh, when this is said and done, this seems like it'd be a really good trade. You know, grab yeah, this I trade, have so. some fun and stuff like that. I definitely like that. still recommend the series to somebody who, yeah. even if you're not a Black Widow fan, I think if you're an action fan, you'd have fun with yeah. this series. Yeah, and it, it is a really good action book. And like I said, Flaviano has become like an artist that I really, really like. It, it's not, it's funny too, because I look at this, I'm like, it, it, everything looks so cool. And I like, I mean, Sabretooth here, I think looks awesome. Yeah, he and, and they, they write Sabretooth well for how little he is in. I really like him. Uh, but yeah, this 
wouldn't be like somebody says, hey, who's your favorite artist at Marvel? I don't think Flaviano would come to mind right away, even though it's a cool name. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but then every time we get an issue, I'm like, boy, Sounds I like love this Sounds like a soccer player. Yeah, really, it does. I, I sit there, or a football player. I, I sit yeah. there every right. time, though, I'm like, boy, this looks really good. I really, it's like every time it like surprises me for the first time again. If that makes sense, you know, I'm like, yeah. oh man, I forgot about Flaviano. This I is feel so like Dylan good. Burnett does that. Yeah, to me that's too. the same too, which is going to be in the next bit of books. But yeah, I, I like this. But yeah, you're going seven five with yeah, me as well. Yeah, I, I exactly matches seven five. I thought this issue kind of slowed down the pacing of the first two of the series, which I yeah, really did. did enjoy. But I mean, there was nothing here. I I didn't like it was it was just black widow kind of undercover no, and, and, and with this one of with the, the thing, spy yeah. stuff still in it's the, the spy stuff cool. and one of the things i think the soska sisters do in this is also they've shown that she can kick butt and what they're doing now in this before she gets unfortunately it, it ends up not being so smart but this is her like you said spy deal but also she's so smart that she can impersonate a, a person that you know say Zemo is so intimate with with Madame S but yet she can fool him and yeah. that's how good she is and it does show it, it boy, was she only Sabretooth smelling the difference yeah, that yeah. really then, was what gave it away yeah and Sabretooth just winks at her and they go but yeah we're going to go off now uh, to the first second of mail we actually have two full sections of mail yes. tonight which is crazy Strap in, it's starting it, it, it has begun <laughs> i told eric he's like oh no why yeah. why'd you even do it I said, hey, that's how we roll <laughs> but we're gonna go off now to mail section number one all right and we're here with mail section number uno Uh-oh. uh yeah we have two mail sections for all this time we've been saying that we haven't been getting mail and it all hit this week so yeah. that's awesome Under though boost. i love the mail and if you want to get involved and you know have your mail read and we do read every single one from beginning to end i will tell you uh you can go <laughs> to weird science marvel comics at gmail.com not go there but send it to that it'll be in the show notes as well and we're going to start off with I, know, Steve. I almost fell out of my chair when you said the number we had yeah yeah week. we haven't had a lot so uh well here they go we have steve baum aka left wing 79 on twitter and he does comment on a bunch of the things that we do which is awesome just mm-hmm. have to come to the defense of double aarons or aarons it's funny i i uh, actually when this came i actually <laughs> thought i don't know that aaron likes avengers I know. i'm like was he defending it yeah that, no that and it wasn't now i realize right now it's jason aaron's i actually thought that he ended up thinking that double a ron was uh, an Avengers fan, but no, he's coming to defense of Jason Aaron's Avengers since it's being thrown email shade now. I love everything that's happened in this run so far. I love the multiple threads, Avengers, BC, Vampires, uh, the Ghost Rider losing it, Agents of Wakanda. I don't think it ruins pacing, just adds to anticipation. Now, I will tell you, I'm with you uh, pretty much with I like everything we've gotten except the BC Avengers kind of phased yeah. it fiddled out by the end yeah. you know it, it did I, my fizzle. favorite I would have to say I've liked the I didn't hate the vampire stuff it just wrapped up too quickly yeah, and, with, and without, it didn't you know. have a very satisfying ending Agents yeah. of Wakanda though we're in right yes I yeah, know I, I wanted I want more, more of, them. of that give me more of that Fat Kung Fu. What was the name? Fat, Fat Cobra. Fat Cobra. Fat Kung <laughs> yeah. Fu, I call him. Uh, yeah. I, Basically. You know. This is the thing. It's like one of those where 
in in my mind where they say hey the the sum of its parts is not equal to the deal i actually think that there's just too much going on and i know that that you're saying it adds to the anticipation but the problem is is the anticipation kind of gets pushed down in my mind by saying well when are we going to tie all this up and uh you know i know that this is you know i have to be patient we'll get back to this we'll get back to that but yeah, I just like stories to kind of end at some point and yeah. then you move on and things like that. Yeah, you can see other stories, but these have been full out issues. The agents of Wakanda come full out. Two issues of just the agents of Wakanda just to push them aside and not even know what's going on with them because all they they're, did they're was get sent back to Ghost watch Robbie, uh, yeah, nephew, Robbie Ray's or, or nephew. Brother. Yeah, <laughs> they ended up getting sent over to there and that just seemed weird. Uh, he says, I haven't felt a lack of the core Avengers team, but I hear as far as saying that they could do more. Uh, I, if there's a couple issues, I, I mean, you have an Avengers book and I hate the idea that you have an Avengers book where they go, Hey, where's Steve and Tony? Oh, they're off doing things. I mean, that, <laughs> why? That's why you have this book. Bottom line, I'm moving. I mean, and you had the Wakanda agents of Wakanda. Pretty much was just Black Panther. Uh, I think, I, yeah, well, I think the most criminal one that, you know, is Black Panther essentially being named the leader and then probably being in the book almost. Yeah, he's only there for up like. there with Carol as far as the least page time, yeah, I would say. I, I actually think that he hasn't done a lot with all the characters. Bottom line, I'm just loving what Jason Aaron is doing. My biggest issue has actually been the covers. They're all just all the characters in some action pose. Gets kind of old. Maybe there are creative variants missing, but oh well. And uh, he says also regarding the time stone, a serial killer inmate from Wolverine Infinity Watch. I'd have to reread to be sure, but I could swear I remember an Infinity Wars Infinity One shot. They allude to him <laughs> being falsely accused and innocent in reality. So that would make more sense. Uh, yeah, I must have missed it. Yeah, like I said, I tried to list out all, yeah. how this Infinity stuff started, where it, where it stemmed from and everything in my review last week. And I know I missed at least a handful of one-shots and stuff. So, yeah, if it happened in one of those one-shots, yeah. it, it escaped me. Definitely. And he says maybe he deserves that pad in Asgard after all. Here's in my <laughs> mind. Here's the deal. You get falsely accused of being a serial killer. You may still be up to no good. You might have you, killed one. <laughs> you don't get involved in this thing to actually be arrested and put on, you know, death Serial row. Killers unless aren't usually falsely accused. It's like accused. one of those, like, yeah, he may have been falsely accused because he was there just cutting somebody. I, I don't know. I'd have to see that. He says, love the show. Thanks, Steve Baum, a.k.a. Leftwing79 on Twitter. And he had an edit. He meant to say that the variants he's missing and hasn't found. Uh, thanks, Steve Baum. I, For me, I think that. Personally, Marvel variants are hard for me to get because I know my shop charges more. It's not like DC where it can be like a grab bag and I could get either or. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, at least for me, that's yeah, how Yeah, I just is. think I think that that is a plan to just go with, hey, just get the team on the cover doing heroic poses and get people to buy it. Uh, also, again, are you going to want to have, if you're Marvel, you have Avengers there, and all of a sudden you say you have Fat Cobra on the yeah. cover. That would be I, I cool for Justice us. I think Justice League but, has, just to compare yeah. it to a similar book, yeah, I think Justice the, League has a bit of that problem as well, if you're yeah. kind of going to you know, Well, again, there's, there's a weird thing, too, is like, with the Justice League team, it's been so static for so long, and you have, say, a Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. There are covers where you'll just have one of those, but yeah. they're big as well. And anyway, yeah. but if you have but, a Robbie Reyes cover, 
Yeah. Eh, people, when, people when the run to... started, I actually was getting the alternate uh, Justice League covers that were just with the solo characters done yeah. by Jim Lee. I really dug those. Yeah. So I got, you know, what, I think there were seven of them. Yeah. I, I, I've said it before Lee. on the DC podcast. I I rarely look at covers. Yeah. I'm not a cover guy. I yeah. buy I, digitally. I think you definitely – it's a thing for you more if you buy the physical Yeah, that's the thing. I buy books. digital. Yeah. So when I get to the deal, I'm just going. I'm yep. not going driving home with it or uh, I, sitting. I agree. There. When I read the books digitally, I couldn't even tell you what the no. cover looked like. Yeah, that, that's been my problem for <laughs> a, and and a variant. I mean, a, a digital. Why would you bother? Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm not a cover guy. So when that that comes up, a lot of people, you know, they'll they'll write in and say, "Oh, it stunk because that cover spoiled this or whatever." With that, and then for me, because I just go like I said, I load up the thing and then I'm 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 off to the races. You know, uh, but yes, thank you uh steve and the next deal is matt matt says really enjoyed uh, the last weekend edition great job and a good turnaround from the previous thursday podcast (laughs) meaning that we were miserable (laughs) i especially like brandon struggling with the character names in thor i think it'll be interesting to hear him read the intros for the entire war of the realm saga hint hint (laughs) yeah i I will do it just for you man yes we will make him I, i do think that this coming up uh War of the Realms number one will be picked as the Patreon spotlight. Oh, yeah. I did say that we're probably going to do two books this week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and if that is the case, it looks see like how the, long War of the Realms. Uh, well, yeah, and it looks like the two big ones are War of the Realms one and uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider destroys the Marvel Universe uh, seem to be the big picks right now for the bad butts. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I will definitely be making you read the, you know, blurb and things like that. <laughs> and I agree with you guys on Del Mundo's art. Terrible on Thor. Can't wait until Russell Dodderman gets back to Thor on War of the Realms. Delmundo really looks odd and out of place and is better suited on books like Weird World. He, yeah. he is. And I liked are, Weird World a lot. That uh, Secret Wars version yeah. of it, I didn't read. And I, yeah. They did a post-Secret Wars. Okay. Too, and and the thing is, that. like, Delmundo like that is kind of like when we had uh, Riley Rossimo on the DC doing the uh, the Monster Men uh, yeah. story, uh, Batman. It doesn't fit. But it I think does he might even be things. decent on like Conan, you know, something yeah. like that. But I don't know, not Thor. It doesn't I'm work telling out. you, if if you want to go crazy for Del Mundo, I could see him doing uh, fill-in art or at least part of like a Doctor Strange. Yeah. Uh, you know, when you go out and you know do mystical stuff in a mystical yeah. world type deal, I think it would be great. It's just that that art on Thor, it just it just threw me off. I couldn't even concentrate. I, it, I it looks like look. Thor just lives in 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 a dump all the time. Yeah. Like I, actually, half the time it looks like he was—he's at the paint factory and got thrown into the vat. Is what it looked to me. And who buys generic cereal? Yes, not this guy. Criminals. Spend, here's the worst, though. Spend the extra few cents on a quality name brand and enjoy yourself. Yes. Any preference on milk? Organic percentage? Personally, I'm a, I'm a two percent. I'm guy a two percent. He says yeah. personally, I'm an organic zero percent kind of guy. So what I say to that is, he likes drinking his cereal with water <laughs> because that's one zero percent nonsense. Zero percent is how much you should drink that. I I couldn't really even tell you the difference between two and one, but like my mom just always bought two. Here's the thing is that's what I'm kind of just used to. Oh, I grew up whole and I was very against going to any other percentage. I was whole milk all the time. 
Uh, and then well, I got married, had some kids. I have five boys, if I haven't made that clear on this podcast. And we drank a lot of milk. And I started to get concerned because some of them got a little hefty. I, I was telling Logan <laughs> earlier today, I'm like, we're going to have to go shoot some baskets because, boy, you, you're looking chunky. Because yeah. he sits there all, playing Fortnite. But the thing was, jumping this is the between, best deal. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. games of Fortnite. Yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that ain't happening. But the, the worst <laughs> was is I ended up saying, okay, I'm going to get 2% milk. We're going to start doing that. And Tanya legitimately accused me of attempting to starve the kids because she <laughs> thought that this was going to starve them. Uh, nonsense. And I just said, no, no, it's for all of us, including me. I mean, one of the yeah. big reasons was because yeah. of me. You got high blood pressure. Yeah, I, and also, I, you know, I end up gaining some weight. I'm getting old. I, I need to watch that my, stuff. My, uh, my roommate's huge on the organic stuff. Like, if she goes shopping, she will she will splurge and on organic And by that, he means his I wife. I won't do it, though. I don't do it. Yes. Or, organic, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't go with that. I'm too cheap. Uh, though I did, uh, I do like almond milk a lot, but I'd never, I'd never eat cereal with it. We have almond milk. I've done uh, it. It's we've not, we've had it's soy not milk. Anything I'd recommend. No, the problem is if I have any sort of milk like that, I need to get the vanilla flavored. Yeah. I can't just get the plain. I agree. And I don't need to eat vanilla flavored milk. It's uh, nonsense. I, I'll tell you. And, and Matt, I'm going to send you the episode, our, yeah, our cereal episode. I will send it to you because I have many, many rules. a rule about eating cereal and they're very specific and they're i'm very stringent on them and if i see them not being followed i, I will i'll get i'll get so angry i mean I, i'm so bad to reach for his pills if i have to clean a bowl to eat cereal say i, I see tanya she's cleaning a bowl to because to, it was dirty she's cleaning it up and she's using the hot water and the soap if before she hands it to me she does not run that under cold water so that the bowl isn't warm i will flip out i, I, I will get angry uh, because that's one of the things also i need ice cold milk. Uh, there's so many rules that that yeah. whole thing is so much yeah, I nonsense i get so so fired up but yeah i i don't go organic and i go two percent though regular milk uh though i i did say that uh my kids drink tons of milk and that whole thing as I was, you know, they were growing up was the idea of these, you know, steroids and hormones in the milk yeah. that they would end up hitting puberty earlier and whatever, whatever happened. That seemed to be the case. So I'll <laughs> go that that was the deal uh, because I remember like not having smelly well, it armpits. Must have been your gen- it must have been your kid's generation because yeah, it didn't saying. hit my generation. I was a late no, bloomer. No, I didn't yeah. grow until like No, neither did year. I. And also I don't remember having armpit smell. Let's say 14 or 15. My kids are getting it like nine, getting hair under their armpits. Nonsense. Uh, thank you, Matt. But the next male is Andrew, and he is in Belfast, and he says, hi, guys. And he's been out of comics oh, for a while, Andrew. So yes. just a short email to say thanks for all the great work on the podcast. I've been ill the last few weeks. So have I. So I have had you guys reviewing Marvel Lift My Spirits, and I've been talking on board, uh, taking on board all your recommendations to build up a new Marvel pull list. I'm not reading any DC books at the minute, as the line of books seems rudderless for months. I agree. Yeah. I finally yeah. Interest in the re, uh, really drawn out storytelling of Bendis and Snyder, which seemed to be driving Welcome. things. Thank goodness for Marvel. If it weren't for your Marvel podcast and a little additional prompting from my man Trevitt, I think I'd given up on comics altogether. It was saving me quite a bit of money not buying any, but I now have a small Marvel pull list that is still sustaining my hobby and helping out my local store. I have the following on my pull list now. Number one, 
Miles Morales, uh, which we liked that last issue. Yeah, the that last was pretty one cool. We did. Uh, number two, a magnificent Miss Marvel, which we liked that number one. The first uh, one yeah, yeah, we were very surprised that we liked that as much as we did. Number three, Invaders. I was told that I said that I'd marry this book. And <laughs> yes. I'm telling you, the next day I got – this is what happens a lot of times and, and all the podcasts that I'm on. I don't just say nonsense. And then the next day somebody will message me or yeah, say something or you, tweet. Yeah. I have no idea what they're talking about. And then I realized where it came from. I'm telling you, I I don't drink. I'm not a drinker. I don't live in Buffalo. I have not (laughs) drank uh, any sort of real alcohol more than like one time in the past 15 years. But a lot of times when I'm done now, I will take NyQuil, which I'm taking tonight because obviously, if you can tell, I'm still sick. But uh, I I forget stuff that I say. And it just, and it took me a minute. I'm like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I did say that I'd marry it. Also, I said the number two issue I'd just have a secret family with. So <laughs> yeah. number four, and that was that was all on the Patreon spotlight. So if you want to hear me gush about marrying a comic book, you can go over to that. Uh, but, yeah, Invaders is awesome. Number four, Ironheart. Not real hip on that, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's the cool. one I'm, I'm not a, a – his polis could do without it. Yeah, no, there's another one, books. I think. But number five, Daredevil. Awesome. I still yes. haven't read. You and, you and Aaron yes, filled in with very me. Very good. Very without good. Without me, and yeah, I want to read that. Number six, Friendly My Neighborhood, Spider-Man, week. I enjoy. Uh, number seven, Amazing Spider-Man, I think I enjoy it more than Brandon. Yeah. Uh, it's been up and that's down. Number eight, Captain America, which which is just not for me. It, no, it's it's a book that's kind of not there for <laughs> well, me. Well, then I heard that they got this evil Steve running back around in that book, and I'm definitely yeah, I heard out on any of that. Steve-el. <laughs> the evil Urkel. Steve-el. Yes. Uh, Chip Zdarsky <laughs> is my favorite all, out of all the writers at the minute. He is a uh, top drawer, but I also think that Fancy Saladin top. Ahmed is a really top talented writer as well i had read some of his star wars fiction work and his marvel stuff is just as enjoyable i'm really happy to have this mix in my pull list a blend of newer characters and writers alongside some of the older characters being taken in new directions i think marvel as a comic book company who i thought had lost me years ago has the perfect balance at the minute and it keeps trying new things i think it's fresh start relaunch has been brilliant I wouldn't go that far, but I've liked it. I've liked it as we progress past yeah. the first six issues. I've liked how issues. they've rolled out the books since. I yeah. don't know if I would call the, you know the ones coming out now really fresh starts anymore, but like you know the the rollout they keep having, like yeah. just number ones keep yep. coming. Yeah, I like it, and it keeps it fresh. Uh, fresh start. Well, I'll probably sit out most of War of the Realms. This is just because I don't really like long crossovers, but I'm happy with what I got at the moment. I'm going to go with what I plan on doing, though I know that things are going to go awry once we start doing things. But I'm planning on focusing on just the main book. The main book. The main book. Yes, we're going to see how that plays out. And if I here's the deal. I will tell you. We we do that first book next week, and I love it to the point where it's like an Invaders then yeah, then I'll start yeah, looking no. at some other things. If I'm not so hip with it, I'll be like, I'm I'm fine with this. Yeah. Maybe yeah, pick you know and I mean? uh, choose a few, like if there's a Tom Taylor on a crossover yeah. or something, maybe we'll choose that one. And now talk you're, about sta- that now one. you're starting to get uh, crazy. Because I'm telling you, the minute I start going with something else, like you're like, hey, Tom Taylor, all right. Now you got me. Now yeah. I'm getting everyone. Now I feel like I have to I know. read That's others. The, that was the, I don't. And you know the game they like play. Andrew. Yeah, I'm, I'm like Andrew. I don't usually invest. The last no. big event I really invested in, and, and the only one for a long time was Metal, and the one before that was uh, Secret Wars. Yeah, yeah. And again, uh, Metal. When I got done with that over at DC. 
You didn't need those crossover yes. deals. You could have just, no, you you, you just could have enjoyed you no. So that, there you go. Your new indie show on Patreon is also so good. I'm hoping that maybe you will cover some of the Black Hammer books on it at some point. I did. Black Hammer was one of the options, one of the week. The uh, I guess it was like the Black Hammer 1945. I think it was that uh, you know, bat, classic black hammer which i just downloaded the first trade the other day to start reading it's awesome i love it i love it and i wanted to get involved with something with that uh for eric uh, because i think he would really enjoy it but where we'll probably end up having more luck with that is maybe putting black hammer number one on the back issue because eric still has not read a jeff lemire book he's liked so yes so yeah he needs to uh actually he did he did kind of like the beginning on the new 52 review he did like animal man a little he yes. didn't love it, but he liked it a little bit. Uh, the Marvel titles I buy are supplemented by anything Jeff Lemire is bringing out in the Black Hammer universe. As for everything DC at the moment, I'm barely keeping up to date with their news. I find it all through the podcast. Uh, anyway, gents, keep doing what you're doing. You nonsense. I started <laughs> buying comics again in 2013. I think I'd lost interest in comics last year. After the DC metal closed off, it wasn't for your enthusiasm and keeping things fresh on the podcast and constantly recommending new things. It's Despite what some might say, you are true believers when it comes to comic books and an antidote to all the madness out there with your own unique brand of madness and NyQuil, which <laughs> continues tonight. I must pop back on Slack chat again at some point if I can ever figure out how to do that. Yeah, everybody misses you. Anyway, until then, make mine Marvel, Andrew and Belfast. And yeah, thanks, Andrew, and I'm glad that he's found some things to like. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I'm telling you, I, I say it all the time when we talk about this podcast. I even said it on the DC podcast this week that we just recorded two minutes before we did this, <laughs> that uh, I, ju- I just want to have fun with these books. And yeah. I like the idea. And I, I said that I'm jealous every time we go to do the DC podcast, which is set up to review every single book. So at the end of the show, we may not love everything. We may seem negative because some weeks we don't like a lot of the books. This Marvel podcast, I like so much better, not the whole deal, but just the idea that we can skip books we don't yeah. like. Because yeah. if we were <laughs> talking every book, it would drive me nuts. Yeah, yeah and it would get I, rough. There would yeah, be some would. tough weeks. Yeah, there are some real tough weeks then. <laughs> but I'd like that we can just pick and choose the stuff we like. Now, going into doing this podcast... As somebody who has a long run, I, I, we're, we did episode 221 of the DC podcast, what we just finished tonight, and also including all the other nonsense that we did with spotlights and things like that. I always took it that if you're going to do a, a thing, you should do every book. That's why we did it with the DC. And I thought, boy, well, what happens when you have a show one week and we talk about three books that people don't care about then they're not going to listen so i always worried about that but it seems to be working out okay so uh, you know we'll keep doing it this way we try to do as many books as we can uh and like many books i i sent a, a message to brandon uh this week i almost told him like Let's not talk about Amazing Spider-Man because you didn't like it so much. I read it and liked it a little more than you. Uh, but I, and you're like, no, we, we do have to not fake the funk though and talk about yeah. some big books and things like that. So going yeah, forward. Yeah, that's kind of like the Batman and Marvel. You got to kind of. Well, even look, that, I, there, I don't want people to just like, oh, these are the books they love. Oh, these guys love everything because we <laughs> don't. So sometimes you have to talk about stuff you don't, but you know, I like to have fun doing it. Uh, the next email is Dino and he says, Hi, Brendan. Hopefully, Jim. 
I'm here. <laughs> so I hope you're feeling better, Jim. Brandon and Double A Run did a marvelous job. And that is in quotes. I would put I don't, I don't uh, know holding if down would, the fort. Now you're mad now. <laughs> yeah, on the Thor's uh, Day episode or the Thursday Day episode. <laughs> Originally, I wanted to email about all cool things I learned from Emerald City Comic Con, Seattle's Comic Con. But all the panels I went to were pretty tight lips. So sorry, guys. No dirt to share. So Jim and I are spinning our wheels with the X-23 letters page. You should pick a series for all of us to write in at some point in the letter we say coming up with these great ideas is like some kind of weird science that could be the code that it's us on the letters page now that is a good idea i think that basically what we have to do because everybody starts writing in something like that they're going to get the code and they're going to think something's up i think maybe just throw weird science in any sort of way that you can yeah. and that'd be kind of cool so yeah. i i do read all the letters there's a pages. Fun, if you read this week's superior spider-man there's a fun letters page in there because Otto answers all the letters oh really that yeah, is cool. pretty cool yeah so <laughs> anybody can just do any book from now on just write in and if you're listening and you want to you know have some fun with it with the the get fresh crew yeah. uh it's, end it's, up going and uh saying you know something with weird science would be funny that can be the code uh, this week's books I love more than the rest is uh, Black Widow. We love. This series is so good. I'm going to be reading that tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I got about actually, halfway through it's it. It's so funny. I say that, and we probably have already talked about that in the yeah, podcast. I, I, I don't know how the things are going to turn around. But, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go through that tomorrow. Right now, as we're recording, it's late Saturday night. Uh, the Soska sisters' voice for Sabretooth is top shelf. I love when he says, us good guys got to stick together, Red. He totally sniffed out her mask. <laughs> Adam Mass Deception, this issue and the series gets a 10 from me. And I've been loving it. I, I don't yeah. see any reason why been, I won't like this. It's been the sleeper book lately. Yeah, it has. We, we've had one of those lately. Like, I feel like Sentry was the first one. This yeah. is kind of the next one in the line. Yeah, I'm telling you, we even liked a uh, the Black Panther Deadpool for the most yeah. part. So, yeah, yeah I like one, these yeah. side books. They're, they're awesome. Uh, keep up the good work, Dino, from Bellingham, Washington. Yeah, I don't yeah. know what it says about us. They tend to be the, the more violent titles. <laughs> I know, really. Yeah, well. P.S. Have you guys tried the cinnamon check cereal? It's really good if you're a cinnamon fan. And I'll, I, I'll tell you. I haven't you. seen it yet, but I will try that. Yeah, I'll try that. I, 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 I am. I, I'll tell you. I end up getting in a weird mode where once every year I do have to get some cinnamon life. Yeah. And I'm not the biggest. Yeah, again, with this podcast we did on the cereal before, you will know that I am not a fan of anything that gets soggy. And no. boy, life cereal gets soggy, but yeah, I it eat does. it fast. Uh, but I love rice checks. And I love rice checks with about a pound of sugar on yeah. top of them. One of the best things <laughs> well, ever. But that's why you I have like to eat those fast too. Checks. Honey nut nah, checks are really you. good too. I hate honey nut anything. I'm telling you, if you if you came over right now and offered me a bowl of honey nut Cheerios, Slap I would offer you head. back a punch in the face. That's what you'd get back. I wouldn't eat it. I'd be like, so and good. I'm telling you, Can this is the plane. problem. You know what my problem is? Is that you eat the honey nut Cheerios, right? And then yeah. the milk afterwards tastes terrible. I hate the taste of that milk. So you'll say, but Jim, you just throw away the milk. No, no, no. You can't eat a cereal and I not drink the milk. I just keep pouring more cereal and until no, the milk. Eventually, gone. you gotta. Say, no, no, because cereal. every time you put more cereal, you need more milk. I need full milk yeah. with every we, bowl. We do things different. We I do not want to ever get to the point where I get to the bottom of the bowl and there's cereal with no milk. That is Defcon 
10. Yeah, I, I will don't, I don't freak mind. out. I, if I got milk left over, I'm just pouring more cereal right no, back in there. I'm telling you, <laughs> you need the, half of my love of the cereal is at the end drinking the milk. And that's also the other thing to really wrap this around is, again, on that, is after I eat my first bowl of cereal, I drink all that milk. Then I get a fresh bowl, fresh milk. I'm milk. not yeah. double dipping the milk. I'm not doing that. I, I'm going to add more milk. And then I'm going to drink that. And and part of my whole deal is the flavor of the milk after the cereal. And that was one of the problems I had with that donut cereal yeah. is there was a film on it. It was nonsense. It, I thought yeah, I was going to turn it. was left behind after you drank it the was. milk. I thought, that I, yeah, the I thought I was going to turn into Toxic Avenger. <laughs> it was like a, a, a scum. On there, and I did not like it. Did not have great mouthfeel either. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, at, at a point, I don't, I don't eat a ton of cereal anymore. I will admit that, though. I go on right streaks. Now, like yeah, I'll, be well, on a, I'll go on a roll with it, and then yeah. not eat it for a couple months. Well, I, I let my kids pick the cereal because they're the ones mostly eating it, and they have the worst yeah, taste in cereal. Taste, yeah. Right now, downstairs, we have the worst cereal known to man, and that is Fruity Pebbles. And uh, I cannot yeah. even touch it. I used to I love that it. as a kid. I oh, can't man. eat it anymore. I love at all. Cocoa Pebbles so much. Any chocolate cereal, I am in. Like Cocoa Puffs at one point, such oh, a I simple cereal was kid. one of my favorites as a kid just yeah. because of the chocolate flavor of it. I loved it. Uh, but yeah, Fruity Pebbles, that is nonsense. It's, it's, Eric, I think says that it, all it is is confetti. I just think <laughs> it's, it just doesn't have a great taste in my mind. Now that's the thing sugar. too. I, I, the, the milk after that is not so bad, but the actual cereal itself is nonsense. Yeah. Small uh, yeah. bowls. That's the trick. Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. I, I do like me some fr- uh, fruity pebbles with marshmallows, though. That became one of my obsessions yeah. in like the last year. Right now, though, we have uh, Oreos and uh, the just a big box from BJ's of just, just plain got fruit. Special St. Patty's Day Lucky Charms. That's yeah, I, I like those. Tanya likes. Uh, Tanya went through a Lucky Charms phase, and, and I'll eat Lucky Charms, and I, I don't even mind. I will only eat it one way, and that's eat the regular pieces of cereal first, save all the marshmallows <laughs> to the end. That's the only way I can eat. It's crazy I, I do go that way. I love it. Uh, but yes, that's the end of mail section number one. Like I said, we're going to have two mail sections, so we're going to go back to some books, and then we'll be back later with some more mail. All right, now we're done with that mail, and we're going to move on to the next book. Now, who is the next section? Oh, that's the next yes, one. Yes, that's <laughs> the next one. So, yes, uh, we're going to move on to the next book that we're talking about. And, again, it's a book that we have enjoyed. You you mentioned earlier about Dil- Dylan Burnett on art. It is X-Force number five, and it's written by Ed Brisson. Guest artist, though, this week is Damien Cochiero. And I want to ask you, did you realize that there was a guest artist on this? Yeah, when I, you were re- I- I did kind actually. Of, right? I didn't even really pay attention to it, but I did realize it wasn't typical. It, it's it's that. not, but it, it's it close, wasn't though. crazy. It wasn't yeah. crazy off. And, and the thing is, as we get into this, there is a way that it kind of works that it is a guest artist, is because this is a it, it is a kid cable 
kind of one-shot deal to show his background of what they've been wanting to know and things like that. But colors by Jesus Abertov and letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Now, as we go into this, I will also tell everybody before I read this little blurb that I was so confused reading some of this issue the first time. I had to read oh, it a couple man. of times. Yeah, and this boy, is a, really. I, and this is the problem with – and I I'm was actually the, excited for this issue going in to get Cable's background. And by yeah. the end of it, I was like, ugh, that's what yeah. you get for – Well, you know, that's not what even you get just that. Where I did I, – I, I'm telling you, because I missed Thursday and I've been sick, for some reason I thought to myself like – did I miss more than, than what did I miss? Because, boy, this seemed out of nowhere. And then I remembered, oh, man, yeah, we were having a kid cable deal. We were excited about it when we when we got to the end of the last issue. But it it really throws you in there. But here it is. Uh, despite tension with their own ranks, Cable and the rest of X-Force went to Transia to help rescue mutant refugees suffering potential genocide under the acting government. However, during their mission, Domino discovered that Cable had an ulterior motive, searching for Rachel Summers' sister from an alternate future. One of the mutant refugees remembered seeing Rachel before she disappeared through a time portal hidden within the Transium Federal Building. But before X-Force could decide their next move, the time portal opened to reveal none other than the mortal enemy, Strife, and his band of malicious mutants. And Remember, we even said Strife is a clone of Cable. Uh, there's a lot of things going on. Now, with this, I will tell you that this is one of those issues that throws me for a loop because yeah, of the fact that I am not as learned as a lot of other people with these books. I started Especially with the Fresh Start. Cable. Like, yeah, you know, this is the problem. I thought as soon as they started going back to stuff, I'm like, oh, boy, me knowing nothing about Cable is really yeah. killing me Now, here. With, with this, uh, I don't know how much we would know if we were up to speed. I don't know how, how much we're going to get yeah, after everyone this else to go. That's what I'd like to know. And this is where, again – I'd like to say when I'm doing the DC Comics podcast, for the most part, I'm in the know and I can kind of, you know, do some things, talk about some past continuities, things like that. Here, I can't do that. I'm not going to pretend I can. You, you want to gonna... know where you lose me, too, when you start throwing things around like some 2,000 years from yesterday? Yeah. My mind just goes in a, yeah. in a full circle and well, can't comprehend and, and any the, of it. the things <laughs> – I do like the art. And like I said, there is a – Yes, I do, there, too. There's a, a, a kind of a – when you have a book and you have flashback sequences – uh, you'll often have different artists, so it, it separates the deal. So with this being a book that, yeah, you start from where we left off, but then you go into the future, you'd go all these things going on here. Uh, I don't mind it being a guest artist because, you know, it's a little different look. But when you're reading the trade, it will stand out because it is going into the future and showing yeah. some things there. Uh, I like that. Uh, the one thing though where I, I realized that I love Kid Cable, uh, I like Cable himself, I know nothing about cable so yeah, i'm no. here what i'm Gents, learning no. about cable is from this book so when all of a sudden you know you have strife we, we saw this they're coming through that portal they're all attacking you especially know, every, some of his partners where we get to in the future with these crazy yeah, names they all and, have and, yeah and then and, they're throwing around a different name for cable as oh, well yeah, and i'm yeah, like it's oh all boy going in and it's his name but it's still it, it's just the day springer and they, you know all these things going on but this goes hand in hand with the idea that Domino even kind of called him out finally. Hey, what are we doing? You weren't just here for these weapons. You were doing something else. And we're going to see kind of what he's here for 
it's not exactly anything that's shocking because we know that from, you know, extermination, he came back to yeah. get rid of and, and send back Future the, X-Men. you know, the, the X-Men and They're stuff the like that. X-Men. Yeah, the past X-Men. So uh, that is not a shocker, but what's a shocker is, is like, like you said, names going on and things yeah, like that. That, but that was about the only part of the book that made sense. And, to and they, so, they basically reiterated why he came back. Yeah, and I'll, I'll stress to everybody that in my mind, again, I'm no smarty pants. I, but in my mind, what this book does the best is it does tie you in with extermination, with this book. This is not just Kid Cable for now in this book, in this scene. It ends up showing you, you know, what he had at stake to come back. This actually, to me, ties more into the extermination deal because it shows you where he found out, oh, no, my past self messed up, or myself, the older Cable messed up. When he went back, he didn't do what he was supposed to do. I got to go kill him. You know, that whole round about and, deal and with time travel beyond you know just sending them back there's yeah. something in it for him besides just well yeah because this whole world is being destroyed and, yeah. and uh so when you're doing this that but in this book itself and i i'm telling you i really like the idea that we are getting this that ties in a lot of other things together and all these things with kid cable because we've followed kid cable through a couple books and really yeah, like him. like august and it's yeah. funny because all we've gotten up till now is him swearing to everybody, listen, I had to kill myself because he wasn't doing his job right. This just basically says he was telling the truth. And yep. I don't mind seeing that. Um, well, where, you see it firsthand. Like yeah, people yeah. are now turning into it. just blobs. Oh, they're just blobs and, and morphing into each other, disappearing, becoming other people. What I will say about this book itself, though, X-Force book, we're still not getting the whole team. And and yeah, I know that this right. is a kid cable well, yeah, story. This was a more of a cable centric. It is a issue. cable centric issue, but when we're at issue five, and it's starting to become very obvious that Domino doesn't do anything in this book. That Shatterstar <laughs> does nothing in this she book. She has her own series. That Cannonball <laughs> does nothing in this book. That Deathlock, that Boom Boom, all of them. Now again. They're not going to a few moments we really yeah, enjoyed. Yeah. Too. And they're not get They're obviously not going to do anything in this issue. This is a kid cable centric issue. So I know if you're sitting there going, but Jim, they're and obviously Warpath not. Is even yeah, alive, I thought yeah he he's dead. alive. What I'm saying is now that we have this issue and we're going to see that kid cable is indeed on the up and up as far as we can see. And that, you know, you have a personal deal, friends, lovers, even are mm-hmm. are dying in his future. His future is ripped apart. Also, though, you also see that strife showing up for the same reason. Like, who messed up this? I'm going. So they're all having issues. The future is being ripped apart because of these the the past X Men being brought into the future that they did. Basically, to me, this is all Brian Michael Bendis's fault, and he should be blamed. <laughs> and Ed Kid Cable should go and take care of him. But after this issue is done, we're going to finish this issue tonight. I need this book to feature some of these other characters. I need to get, maybe it'd be better served if you had a Domino Shatterstar Cannonball little story somewhere or something for them to do because they're all just there. They've all been there as window dressing to say, hey, you're not Cable. Uh, yeah, that's all they've been doing. It's so, a kid cable book did, under been. the X Force team yeah, name. And with you know? these, the, the, you have them. Hey, I know cable. You're no cable. Hey, cable told me this, and and you don't tell me. So from here, 
as Ed Brisson says, okay, here it is. Here is the future that he's fighting for. This is why he's doing all this. He he has been playing the long game with this. It's taken us a while to get to this point with different books getting to this. Uh, I really hope that this expands to more of a team book because it has been a Kid Cable book. And maybe this puts the book, you know, bookends on that. The first arc of the deal being, you know, X-Force Kid Cable, you know, back again or whatever. But when we go and they're <laughs> fighting, again. yeah, they're fighting Strife. And pretty much, you know, you have them, you know, go up to each other like, hey, and he's like, how'd you find me? And he's like, it wasn't hard, day spring. And then we go and see, because he says, you left us a nice trail of breadcrumbs. And then you go 2,000 years from yesterday. And you see that they're fighting this war. And as they're fighting the war with the Mutant Liberation Front and all this stuff, and you have Clan Chosen going on, and these are things. And yeah, I looked up some things. I'm not going to tell you that I know them. I'm not going to pretend to be smart and say, yeah, Clan Chosen, you know, it's a big cable thing or whatever. But they're there, you see, and there are names thrown at you and things like that. This is where my mind starts going in loops. so, So here's the thing is, in my mind, is I believe and hope that this does set up a lot going forward. I think that this is See, one of I don't of think those... it really does. I think it's just to establish a little background for Cable and, and give yeah, you but a further him, reason as to why to he's here. For show that everybody, they're going to have to at least show that he fixed the future at some point because there, there is so much going on here where you're like, Shearus, Shearus, who's Shearus? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know either. I want to know. But yeah, it's basically, I, I can't even really explain too much of it except that you know, his clan here and all the people he loves that they're dying and, and being morphed out in, in just uh, awful ways and then changing into other people who people don't recognize each other and things like that. And they do end up figuring out that it was something from the past. It was the, you know, the old X-Men being brought into the future and they, they, you know, and it was supposed to help when they did that, but, Cable should have killed them or sent them back. He didn't do the job. And he said, you you know, your job was to do this. And unfortunately, Cable didn't do that. Now you got to go back. And that's what we saw in Extermination and all that. He does recognize uh, Cyclops and Gene as his parents. Like, who are they? And even with that, it's like, it is a little wonky. But he's like, you know, for all intents and purposes, those are your parents. It's like, all right, you know, what do I have to do? You got to go back and fix things. And he says, well... How how can I do that? And I thought I wasn't supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to change things. And he's like, you're not changing the past. You're saving the future. I thought that was a pretty good, yeah, uh, I like that too. you know, a pretty cool idea and a pretty cool line. But yeah, even with this, like, I don't know a lot of these. I don't know Blacksmith. And he is, a, you know, people are probably like, oh, I like Blacksmith. Hey, he's cool. I don't really know him. So seeing this is not wowing me in any way because I don't have a background. But I do like the story. And once you kind of get your mind wrapped around it, then I can start to say, okay. And I read it a couple times. So once you kind of get the idea of him going back, you've set up that the future is so messed up that he's got to go back before anything. And at this point, he even wants to go, you know, he's like, okay, come on, you know, tether blood, so a thing here. Come on, Aaliyah, let's go. She starts, you know, having problems. Everybody's morphing away. He ends up getting his arm with the temporal deal so that he can, you know, swipe back and things like that yeah i like that part that was yeah cool. yeah you I see didn't know that. He could do all that and as he's there 
all of a sudden everybody just starts morphing away. His, his future is just his present. You know, the first our future time it is being happened, destroyed. I had no clue what was going yeah, on. Yeah. And, and, and the first time it happens, that person morphs into like two morph into one, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and then later on, the people are just vanishing. It the, that's some people are I vanishing, some are morphing and vanishing. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. It took me a while to figure put all those. And pieces then some together. people are being replaced by other people because this is a timeline that's so messed up that altered on the fly Yeah, people who may have died that weren't supposed to now they're just morphing out or they're just disappearing some people who are uh, you know not supposed to be that person but another person are switching out they all the stuff is happening as cable is there just watching it happen and yeah he ends up having to you know swipe he ends up even saying at one point he, he's got a time slide and he he's like Aaliyah, we'll go and he's like time slide and she's like ah all right, time slide by one. <laughs> I'm like, at one point, I think he's like, time slide by 18. I don't think that was oh, no. meant to be funny, but I laughed. Yeah, yeah it's because he's there. And I'm telling you, she's like, I love you. She's all getting more of He's like, yeah, time slide by one. Let's get out of yeah, here. Hurry, get me yeah, out of here. Oh, my. This is disgusting. We're but, breaking up. Time yeah. slide by one. And he does go. And then it's 20 years from the future is where he goes. And this is already things are just awful so he's got to change that now you also get 2000 years from yesterday and again this is tough to kind of wrap your head around a bit but you do see then that that's where you get strife and his mutant liberation team and they're like all right let's go back and you know take care of this ourselves so they're there you know to figure out some things as well and to stop things and to stop cable probably to throw shade because cable messed up everything and and that's why cable kid cable came back as well because his you know his old self couldn't do the job so yeah, his older self out. basically did this and he's trying to fix it yeah he's so. trying to fix it now so it, it it's a cool concept i i don't it's not user-friendly in my mind no. but i still i still liked it and and even in my confusion i'd like to see like you said this is now a kid cable that at least we can see why he's fighting the fight and then that also leads into the idea, okay, he is looking for Rachel. Let's see how that ties into this and what he wants her for and what they're going to do and all these things. So, And he got to see his parents on the screen. Hey, that's skinny. That's, <laughs> uh, that's slim or whatever he called slim, it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, that's hilarious. But uh, yeah, I liked it. I didn't love it. I've been really enjoying this X-Force book. It was a little – I read it a couple times. I would tell people if they read it one time and they're like, oh, man, I don't know what's going on. Read it a couple times. You start to get a little more of a yeah, concept. It takes you I can't twice, say I definitely. know all the characters. But, uh, yeah, I liked it enough. I, I'm actually going to give it – I was going to give it a 6.5. I'm, I'm going to be positive and give it a 7 because I do like the series. I love Kid Cable. So seeing this, like I said, I'm hoping that this is a, something that we're going to branch out just to see – at the end, if he does the right thing and fixes it and whatever, but at least we have something that can show us that the future is fixed now because we've seen how bad it was. Uh, what would you give it? I'm going to give it just under – I'm going to give it a 6.8 uh, just basically because we start – with the fight of the characters from Last Cliffhanger, but yeah. then we end back at Last Cliffhanger a little bit. Yeah, so we, yeah. we don't really make any progress as far no. as overall story goes other than, you know, getting Cable's background, which I found, uh, you know, time stuff, you throw that at me in my mind. Yeah, is, you're, I can I'm never handle you. it well. I I'm can never you. do it. I try it's like when, and when, I just can't. When my wife Tanya says, hey, you got to do the uh, trash tomorrow night. 
I yes. don't know, I don't know that, what you're that's talking future about. Future Jim's that's, problem that's to worry time about. travel. That's time travel nonsense. I don't need to do that. What, what do you think? I've got a t- time slide? Yeah. I'll wait till then. Yes. Yeah, and then and by then, then that'll be over. That'll be yesterday. I'm, I'm with you. That's that's like my wife keeps asking, "Can you bring the baby stuff up from the the basement?" Yeah, I'm like, like "Yeah, not today." Like, you got, we got nine months there, sweetie pie. She's like, "No, we don't. The time's a ticking here." Yeah. I know. Whatever. And, and then that's what, what you do. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm still positive about it. I, I, I yeah, like the I, series. I think the series, I would still tell people, if you're an X-Men fan, this would be one of the series I say go yeah, read. I, I enjoy it. I enjoy, I, I'm I enjoy an reading I'm not an X-Men fan and I'm enjoying it. So. Yeah. Hey, you're a Wolverine <laughs> fan. You say it all along. Wolverine's an X-Men. I don't know if you know this. Yes. But Wolverine is an X-Men, and yes. maybe that means you're an X-Men fan. So maybe. there you go. Uh, I, I I always liked the X-Men from the, you know, looking outside in. Yes. I, I didn't know much about way. it. I get into the books, and I'm like, I like these issues here and, and there, it, but it's the funny. overall story kind of I'll just tell like you, my, my intro into the X-Men, I, you know, a lot of people would say it was the first movie, the X-Men movie. But after that movie came out, they actually put out like a ton of X-Men uh, comics on uh, a disc. Yep. It was on like a CD-ROM, and I got it. I got it at Staples, <laughs> and uh, they were just saying it was cheap. And I, I got it, and I ended up going. It was the most wonkiest way to read comics. Now, here's the thing, too. This was years and years ago. Yeah, I was so going to say. Reading it on the computer, it, it was it. it the concept didn't – it wasn't right it for wasn't me It wasn't like that guided point. view. No, it wasn't that. But, it, it, yeah. And, and even then, it was just like eh, sitting at a desk with a commit. But – and it was it was the worst reader. It didn't work well. Uh, the paid – oh, it was the worst. But I ended up reading a bunch. But then I was like, and eh, now I'm like, why didn't I just read? And I, I there were tons on the CD-ROM. And, uh, yeah, and, and I, I stopped reading them. I can't keep uh, a lot of uh, attention span. I can't span. read on a laptop screen like comic books. I now, can't do it that and way. And then, uh, I mean, as as a full deal then, to be the full reveal, then uh, Joss Whedon did his X-Men run. And I actually collected the first six issues of that, or first five or six issues of that, where probably bought them from Eric – at our uh, farmer's market where there was the – he worked at the uh, comic store there yeah, at that, that point. Yeah, ran. Yeah, yeah. And I went in. I got those. And then I read those. I really liked it. And then I just kind of – I wish that I would just would have stayed with it. That was a long time ago. But that's a little background. That's time travel nonsense. I should go back in time. Passion's problem. Keep reading. I'm like, reading. <laughs> I don't like reading. I'm like, you're just like me. Who are you, me? It's like looking into a mirror. But yeah, uh, we're going to go off now to a bigger mail section. The mail section number two, we're going to be doing that. And then we'll be back to finish up with Superior Spider-Man. All right, we're back with mail section number two. I will spell it out once again that if yes, uh, Electric Boogaloo, (laughs) if you want to email, again, just email us at weirdsciencemarvelcomics at gmail.com. And... Next up is Chester McJerk, who says, Hi, Jim, Brandon, and everyone in the Get Fresh Crew, people. I I know that Eric really wanted to press the Fresh Start Crew. Over <laughs> over on this podcast, which is pretty cool, but I want to apologize for the length of this email. I know how much you hate reading, Jim. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I've been meaning to write him for a while now, but just haven't had the time. I know you always say you read every email, but please feel 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 free to cut out parts for time if you read it on the podcast. And I do not do that. 
unless maybe you're Dancing Mike. That Dancing Mike, if he's <laughs> yeah. listening to this podcast, probably, he cuts mine all the time. He gets, so, he gets so upset at me. Firstly, <laughs> I think you guys are great, and I appreciate everything you do. If you, uh, if you all aren't the hardest working fellows in podcasting, then I don't know who is. Certainly not that Eric Shea. That oh, is true. Daggers. I don't have a lot of friends who read the comics on a weekly basis, so it's nice to talk to everyone on Slack and the Get Fresh crew boop, boop, and hear your guys' thoughts on the books. And even when I disagree with you, Brandon, on a certain <laughs> issue or series, I always appreciate your insight. And, uh, yeah, Chester is a big fan of Amazing Spider-Man, and you and him were going at it, and I felt bad. And I, I had to jump <laughs> I in. I, wasn't I had to, to jump in. I'm like, listen, yeah, first off, I, I just want to tell you, Chester – Brandon isn't getting mad at you, say, like a Trevitt. Both of them, they'll kill each other about the book. So he's not that upset at you. Uh, now the elf in the room. But I did say, I did like Amazing Spider-Man more than you. I wasn't on the podcast to talk yeah. about it on Thursday because I was That's under sick. the weather and having problems. In your office. Yeah, really. And uh, <laughs> and and really, I do want to spell out one thing. Brandon, you know. Uh, it, it, it takes a lot for me to not record a yeah, podcast. No, it I really know. does. And I woke I, up from a mini nap and I saw that. I was like, oh boy. Yeah, I, I, I was at a point where I was reading. Didn't I say I was reading Amazing Spider-Man? And I just couldn't yeah, concentrate enough. It. I couldn't read it. I couldn't get through it because I felt like such crap. And trying to go, I had NyQuil and stuff like that. And that, that is the podcast helper, NyQuil. Uh, it wasn't helping. And I just, and then all, other sorts of nonsense hit anyway that if I would have started recording, there's no way I would have been yeah, able to finish it. Lost yeah, it would, have, it would have really had some issues. But now the elephant in the room, Amazing Spider-Man. I've always loved Spidey. He is without a doubt my favorite comic book character of all time. I basically learned to read when I was a little, when I was little with old Lee and Ditko issues collecting an essentials trade my dad had in our basement. That's awesome. Uh, so maybe. I'm not the most subjective critic when it comes to Spider-Man and Spencer's run. The reality is I'm not a critic. I'm a fan. I guess that makes me more likely to see the positive in this current run. And that's something that, again, when you have a podcast, you kind of have to decide, are you going to be a critic or a fan? We tend to go the critic route a yeah. little more than and fan. And I, I talk about it, and then I got to write about I it. Wanna, I read yeah. the book so many and times. And that, that's the so thing, too. It. And I, I've <laughs> said it all along, especially with people who are in the Slack and have ended up writing reviews for the site, either the marvel or the dc one it is a little different when you have to put it down in words and, and kind of stand by that and have reasons for things because i you know there's a lot of things that i love i can't really even tell you why i just love <laughs> it but when you have to start picking things and why and this it does yeah. get a little harder like my and, all-time one of my all-time favorite movies the rundown with the rock yeah, yeah. it's a oh, nonsense yeah. movie well, my, but yeah. i love it i, don't know I, I was yelling about that movie and you the other day <laughs> At work, I said that we were talking about something about uh, two thousand. Mo- you know the what are top movies of the year yeah. two thousand and on, and all this other stuff. Whatever. I'm like, I know Brandon be there with that rundown. That's all he talks about. <laughs> you can't get that guy to talk about anything else. Uh, but yeah, with this, and I will say one thing uh, to Chester: don't become a critic. Yeah, yeah, just don't don't try to do anything like this because it does tend to ruin the fun of a lot of things that you do 
Uh, yeah. Just stay away. It uh, it has its fair share of problems, but in my opinion, there's been more good than bad. I'm liking the Hunted story arc so far, and I'm looking forward to Nick Spencer continuing his time on the book. It's the same thing earlier uh, about Avengers. Uh, you know, if you're just sitting there buying it, and Steve, left wing, he ended up uh, saying all these things. And obviously, left wing 79, he, he picked the worst number you could ever pick. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'll tell him, too, I was a left wing wing throughout all my hockey career number 93 baby you go that way i was 80 when i played hockey for jerry rice that that made any sense to anybody no it makes no (laughs) sense at all i was 93 because that was my house number where i grew up so I, i took that but yeah uh just that Avengers thing. If you're just going, you're like, hey, I'm having fun. But if you have to keep reviewing it, like, hey, we're not getting to this and that and the other thing, it tends to get a little more under your skin. Uh, but he says, I think Spencer has had to spend a lot of time getting things back to the status quo. As much as I enjoyed Dan Slott's time on Amazing Spider-Man, he took the book and all the characters to some pretty far off places. It's been a long time since we really had a back to basic Spider-Man in the main book. Uh, I've enjoyed a lot of what Spencer has done so far to get Pete and his friends to a nor normal. You know that when I tell Eric about things and it's made me very conscious of things when I tell Eric, because I'll go in on a Thursday yeah. and or now a Friday it would be when we do our week during the week podcast. And he'll say, oh, what books did you guys do? And I'll say, oh, we did Amazing Spider-Man. And, oh, how's that? And I'll start telling him. I'll just go through the book with him and tell him kind of like a repeat of the podcast kind of the yeah. deal. The worst is, is by the time that day hits and I tell Eric, I'm like, why am I so much more coherent now? It's because we've gone through things and all that. I understand <laughs> I it, but I'm like, boy, I, I'm so much better right now than I was last night. I was terrible last night. But I'm telling him. <laughs> It drives him nuts if I say Pete. If I say, yeah, and you know, they go back to Pete's apartment. You say Peter, he gets so angry at me. No nicknames for his heroes. And I know that during the podcast, when me and you talk, especially like a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, I do say Pete a lot because I don't like to say the same name over and over. So I'll say Pete, I'll say Peter. Especially when you're writing it out, you're really, you know, you're really aware of you're writing Peter too much. So you switch Spidey in there. And again, this isn't a curse because it's a name, but I had the worst time doing Nightwing, who is my favorite character. I think, yeah, Dick this and Dick that, and you're like, I, you know, I'm not going to call him Richard, but you have to go back and forth between yeah. Nightwing and Dick, and it's a pain in the butt. But yeah, I sit there, I'm like, yeah, Eric, you know, they're back at Pete. Don't say it. So now I, ju- I just when I'm talking, that's all I say. I'm like, well, I love it. Tell him we got a huge Spider-Man fan well, here, calling him Pete, and he called and him Pete. Really and the here's the way. deal: is it's so funny. I, I wanna, I wanna ask uh, Chester McJerk if this is the case because. I don't mind. Yeah, you get Pete and his friends. I would never say Pete Parker, though. No, you, there's no way horrible. you can say Pete Parker. <laughs> it doesn't make sense in my mind. A lot of which was set up and seen in the last uh, first issue way back in July. Pete getting fired from the Daily Bugle and possibly going back to school to earn his doctorate working as the Lizard's grad student. Getting back together with MJ, plus bringing Craven back and introducing this new centipede villain. Uh, it hasn't all been smooth sailing. The first arc, which centered on Peter and Spidey 
being two separate people is a bit of a dud, in my opinion. I, a lot of these first arcs at that first yeah, run of I didn't like that Fresh Start was off. Stuff. They were off, yeah. Uh, that never really reached its true potential. I enjoyed the Boomerang arc, so did I. Spencer yeah, having fun with I his old Superior them. Foes friends. And the Black Cat Thieves Guild arc, for the most part, eh, I was a little off at that. But yeah. I, I liked the fun issues. I said What I said in the Slack to Chester, as well as you and everybody else, I like the run now. I realized that when we had Boomerang and there was some humor to it, that it was really good. And he did a really good job with it. And that's what I liked. I, I like that lighthearted deal. And, and to me, you know, Spidey should be lighthearted and things yeah. like that. That's what I enjoy. I'm not, a, yeah, huge, like I'm not a huge fan. So that's what I'm looking for. And it, sometimes it's just been a little scattered in my mind. Yeah. Again, I think Spencer was trying to establish the new status quo for these characters, especially Felicia, now knowing the secret identity. I also enjoyed the brief but much needed character exploration um, MJ got in the arc with the lookup club. Again, I love the Look Up Club. I, I think that was, that was only awesome. One issue we really yeah, got I want to go back to that. I want I more. That's what I liked. But, and you know, like all the things you just brought up earlier, that's probably my main issue with, with Spencer's run. Is okay, so we're addressing those four main threads, but we're no farther along addressing them than just yeah. having them have been mentioned and thrown. I mean, out how there many times have you wondered ago? who the centipede guy was? <laughs> You've been asking all along. I thought he was done. I, so I didn't really I thought we forgot. About and this him. is the best because he's like, I really didn't care for the Jonah Big Man arc. Uh, I liked it. Yeah, I, and again, like. he says, I hate Jonah knowing Pete is Spider-Man. And again, this is a story thread that Spencer has had to deal with left to him by another writer, our friend Chip Zdarsky on a B title Spidey book that needed a boost at the time to help with sales and is pretty much loathed by most fans. Uh, I didn't read that. I just yeah, liked I Jonah. Like that. That, and was, again, that was some of my Chip Zdarsky hate. Yeah. That's where it well, stemmed from. A, a lot of these things that we're getting, it, it's like reruns. They're new to me. And mm-hmm. so having that, and maybe that is a kudos to Spencer that I didn't mind that. Uh, you know, and I didn't think much into it and things like that because I'm just told, oh, Jonah knows it. So, okay, I'll go with it. There's a little radio program. I like Jonah. Uh, you know, him yelling and stuff and kind of coming around and being a better guy by the end. I didn't mind it. Again, this is probably stuff that Spidey fans that are huge fans hate. But hey, which brings us to uh, ASM issues 14 and 15. Also, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. I was going to say All-Star Man. What the heck does that mean, Sigh. We really didn't need these issues. I'll admit that one of my biggest problems with this book, and actually most series today, is the pacing. I've been okay for the most part with all the cold opens we've gotten featuring Craven, and all the time in previous issues we spent focusing on Taskmaster and Black Ant. I like when writers tease big storylines in advance. It lets me know that have some sort of plan, and to be honest, this stuff hasn't even been that bad. Dan Slott teased the new Jackal in his last run for almost 20 issues before the clone can conspiracy are you with him there brandon i don't i don't really remember how long that 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 happened so long ago (laughs) so many books speaking of which (laughs) thanks a lot buddy i I I take it i wish i I remembered better i actually said that that because i thought you disconnected you got very you got very silent (laughs) speaking of which real real long pause i was trying to think the biggest the biggest thing to come out of these two issues was the death of the ned Leeds clone that was created during said event has been seen since uh amazing spider-man annual number 42 which came out about a year ago again spencer tying up loose ends i thought that was a pretty 
not clever, but it, it was something that he yeah. seemed to want to just get rid of so that they yeah, can go forward. I think Spencer concerns himself too much with these loose ends. Like, I know I personally wasn't asking any questions about Ned Leeds and where he was. Uh, yeah. And there were, I mean, there were also a whole bunch of villains that pretty much all of them came back to life after Clone Conspiracy ended. And, and you didn't know at the end of that series who was dead, who was alive. So, yeah. I mean... It could have been just, just left let it like lie. that. Yeah, it could have just been yeah. left like that, and nobody would have you probably really questioned it. Yeah. But I think that's what holds Spencer back is he wants to, for whatever reason, make tie everything up, every tie up and make sense. And yeah, it, he doesn't need to. Now we finally come to the beginning of this current arc with the Hunted Prelude in issue 16. Craven is one of those classic Spidey villains who will always get really excited to see in the main book. He hasn't appeared in Amazing Spider-Man or really any Marvel comic in any substantial way in quite a while, so I appreciated this issue for filling in some blanks about what my favorite Russian villain has been up to. From the beginning of Spencer's run, when it was first hinted that Craven was going to have a big story coming up, my mind immediately went to the classic story, Craven's Last Hunt, which is what everybody would go to, yeah. yeah. And if you haven't read I highly recommend it. I'm in the middle of reading it, so and yeah. I like it. I, I yeah, liked all right. it. I yeah. think it's a little overrated. It's one of those classic stories you go back and read, and you're like, eh. Man. Not bad. Not good. You know, well, there I mean, you go. Miserable, a... miserable Brandon. Earlier this week, Brandon and I had a discussion on cliched story tropes, among other things. The current era of comics seems to be based on reliving the past and dredging up old stories for the sake of nostalgia and name recognition. So while I understand throwing Craven into an event and purposely invoking uh, his most famous story can seem a bit cheap and hollow, issue 16 still managed to get me excited because I think the payoff is going to be worth it. I think this hunted story is going to have real lasting ramifications for multiple characters and if it doesn't i will be severely disappointed did you mention that i was right about them having those robots that they were going to control did you mention that that was something i said right away because i did did. you all know my feelings on the four extra hu issues and that's the thing I didn't quite understand what the HU issues were when we yeah, did no, no. that first one with Black Cat. I actually thought the HU issues were just going to be the hunted story and yeah. that it was going to be a sign we'd get to some other things going. So, yeah, I I ended up even apologizing for that because I did not get the concept. I think they're going to be the highlight. The character will play a significant role in the current story. That's what it seems. Hopefully flesh out their motivations going forward and may even make us care about what happens to them at the end of all of this. I'm a big fan of Black Cat and she's had some truly awful story arcs the last couple of years so i enjoyed getting to see more of the old cat and it made me question what the status of her relationship with spider-man will be after the arc is over she's going to have her own book so we'll see i thought that it was more of a hey remember black cat you know all these people on fresh started we want to introduce you to her let's get going and get things on board and and then then she hasn't really played a part in the events of this series since so it's a little weird yeah, issues 17 and 18 are really beginning the event. Yes, it's annoying that we've had all these other issues teasing and setting up things up for what actual start of the arc of sort of sputter along. I'll tell you, one of the things going into this that kind of threw me off was, and I, I'm telling you, you, I love Craven. I love him for all the wrong reasons. I think that his, I love that vest. I think he's goofy fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and, and saying him, him not being, but I, I did have him in that Venom. When he was there doing all that nonsense, and and to me it was a highlight of the things that I read to get prepared for doing this podcast on the site. So I I am a fan of his, Um, but having him in one page for that many issues leading up to this, it really burned me out of him, and it's so weird to be burned out from just a page. But I got sick of going on a podcast and us saying, here we go, another page of Craven. 
Please just tell. And <laughs> even at the point we when they weren't, it up they weren't that. revealing that it was Craven yet, but we all knew it was. Yeah, and knew. it sort of got me, you know, kind of annoyed. I would have preferred that Spencer bind these latest two issues into one. Really hit the ground running. The pacing is a problem, but I chose to see the positive and like what we are given in these issues and what we know. Peter's sick. Meaning he's going to this fight already at a physical disadvantage, (laughs) raising the stakes. He knows Billy and Felicia are in trouble. He's noticed that Taskmaster and Black Ant have been up to the last couple of months, but choose to ignore it. Not taking responsibility and choosing to do the easy thing are consistent character flaws of our hero. He encounters Craven's clone who beats and drugs him, causing him to have a vision of Mary Jane in danger, which adds the suspense of the event and creates added incentive for Peter to resolve the conflict as quickly as possible so that he can get back to her, which to me is nonsense and just like the nightmares we're getting with Batman. Yeah. This was a hallucination. Well, and then and, it's also an unrelated event from apparently the centipede dude. So why now, is Peter in Well, it? now it's, she is in trouble. <laughs> That's the thing, too. It was a hallucination, but now it's kind of come true. But yeah. after waking up, Peter finds himself in his black costume, a clear, clear callback to Craven's last hunt. As the issue continues, we see more of the villains involved, some of whom are clearly there to be cannon fodder. We also get to see Peter trying to save said villains from the Craven bots, even though some of them had just minutes earlier been trying to kill him. It seems clear at some point that Spidey will more than likely have to team up with some of the rogues to get out of the situation. That's cool to me. I thought that that was pretty cool, uh, you know, that that was what I expected. We also get hints of some of Craven's motivations uh, through Arcade. Early on in Spencer's run, we saw Craven interacting the, with these trust fund weekend warrior wannabe hunters. Thanks to issue 16, we know that Craven laments what has happened to his kingdom and hunting grounds. I think one of the reasons Craven is doing all this is raise enough money to restore his land to what it once was. Something that I did say when me and you were talking on the podcast, uh, one of the issues. I'm, I'm just coming up roses. Yeah, it seems like he wanted to die at, at when he had Black Cat. And, no. uh, I don't know. That that was some of my problem with this story. Is okay. like his motivation keeps this. Yeah. Arcade specifically shift. mentions that the bots can be upgraded and pimped out by the socialites at a cost. I'm also sure that at some point the tables will turn and these wannabes most likely part of our villain's plan. Craven has stated that he wants to die because he feels out of place in this world and I believe he means to force Spider-Man to kill him by pushing our hero past his limits and more likely making him choose between saving someone he cares about, possibly Felicia or Billy, and murder. And yeah, he said he wants Spider-Man to kill him again. Craven's son clone would then escape with all the money and return to Africa to restore his father's land and received his inheritance. All this makes me excited to read the story and helps with any passing problems I have for the most part. A final tease in this last issue has me excited as well. I'll admit there is a small part of me that wasn't sure if I should take Peter's vision of Mary Jane in danger seriously. Now I do. Like I previously said, uh, this little wrinkle adds a sort of ticking clock to the story. Peter is worried about MJ and he should be. He's going to do everything he can to get out of his current dilemma in order to get back to her quickly. This adds, and and again, this is the thing. He has a hallucination and then Nick Spencer makes Mary Jane in trouble. Hey, you know, that's just him kind of making it happen. I'm telling you, this is like me having a nightmare that Tanya, you know, ended up uh, hurting herself on a swing. And then I wake up and she's on it. It's not, it doesn't make sense. This adds an extra element of urgency. It's like, uh, Brandon, right now that I would have a dream that Tanya got in a car accident and then it happens. <laughs> that did happen. This adds an extra element of urgency to every decision Spider-Man makes. And given that we know that the centipede villain is going to be featured heavily in the issues right after this current arc ends, it gets me excited for the future of the book and finally getting some answers as to who this new character is. Something that you've been begging for mm-hmm. since issue one. <laughs> 
as I said before, this book is far from perfect, and it has more than a few problems. Pacing is probably the biggest. If a story only warrants two or three issues, don't drag it out to five. That's something that's a comic book deal now, anyway. Decompression is my trigger word these days. Spencer seems to have a problem with spending multiple pages each issue, recapping what happened two weeks ago or sometimes less. There's too much narration. A good comic writer should let the art do more of the heavy lifting story-wise, which actually brings me to one of my biggest overall complaints about the book, the art. I hate Umberto Ramos. I can't stand his art. It looks weird and overly cartoonish. It can't be hard to follow. Marvel has some of the best artists in the world working for them, so why do we keep getting this guy on what should be one of their most important books? I love Ryan Otley, but he can barely stay on schedule for a monthly release book. He has a lot of problems keeping up with the schedule for Invincible. Stuart Immonen Immonen is probably my favorite Spidey artist of all time, but he's retired for now. And they do have somebody taking over. Stuart Stuart had some problems keeping on schedule, too, there. Yeah, I forget who who did they announce was taking over the art in the book that he's going to replace. Well, one of the prelude or the – is it prelude the end the ending thing <laughs> I, I don't know as as you uh, ramble on i will tell you getting switched up yeah and and they actually announced that they're oh it is uh here i'm gonna tell you in a minute i'm looking back at my news deal because i i had, so it, had in it in that, there i think yeah i think i had it in there bum 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 see that yeah. All that made me think was the story keeps getting extended and changed and altered, and it makes me worried for the future. Gerardo Sandoval's taking over at issue number 21. So, And it does say that Ramos is still scheduled uh, for number 22, but Gerardo Sandoval is going to be doing 21, and maybe this is the start of... Maybe, you know, somebody else on the book. I said it's not the Rico Suave Gerardo, so don't think it is, Brandon. Do you, do you know that song, Rico Suave? <laughs> yeah, I had uh, come out to that song at a uh, bachelor really? auction once, oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought that there was something else going on. Was, or no, it was... Uh, it, or was it right said, Fred, I'm too sexy is what no, you came out with. No, it wasn't, I'm too sexy. No, it, it was... Honey, Rico. That was the one you came out I to spin it, it around. Yes, France. I had to come out to that. I, I didn't like it. I get, it's hard to like come strutting out to that song. I, I, I know that at one point he says he likes uh, women raw like sushi. Is what he says in that. That is not appropriate. Story is important, but comic books are a visual medium. D- D- have you ever seen the movie Can't Buy Me Love? Uh, are yeah. you a fan? It's a great 80s movie. He's in that movie. So I was going to tell you. And see, you, you watch the rundown. Yeah. He's, uh, how about movie the, the, next, the next time that you're going to watch the rundown for the 50th time, then watch Camp I'm You Like. You'll like it. <laughs> Story is important, but comic books are a visual medium, and I can't stand Ramos. Perhaps that's why I seem to be enjoying the actual story of this arc. I'm saving all my hate fire for the art. My only other real complaint is that I'd like it if we'd get more of a supporting cast of characters. I know it's Peter's Spider-Man book, uh, but our heroes are always better, in my opinion, when they have people to fight for. I think he's trying to do that with old Lizard Boy. I'm not getting a yeah. really big I mean, connection he had, he had with him. He a whole giant cast of side characters he introduced in the beginning that have all but vanished from yeah. this book. I'm so. telling you, the Lizard Boy, I, I don't care about. I, I know either. that it's the Lizard's, you know, son. I, I don't care. Like I, I said. I mean, I don't. The Lizard also isn't my favorite villain either. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, he's. he's I like a him old, as a supporting character, though. Yeah. I, yeah. I agree. Like, he's kind of a good guy now, so he doesn't yeah, I like really that. get my juices flowing much yeah. anymore. Like I said years ago at the beginning of this email, sorry about the length. It's hard sometimes in Slack to say everything you want to. I'm telling you, just lay it out there. There are times when I'll just ramble. I think it was I like break at work this today. morning or yesterday or something. Uh, 
Uh, I started yapping and yipping and nobody was responding. I just kept going. I'll just keep yipping and yapping. Uh, looking forward to this week's episode of both Marvel and DC Podcast. Love what you guys do and keep up the hard work. And that is Tim, a.k.a. Chester McJark. And now we know his name. Tim. I, I didn't know that Docs. before. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, thank you, Tim. Uh, next email is from Ethan B. Ethan B says, hi, Mark. I'm telling you, he apologized. He, he said that he thinks he was a little loopy when he wrote yeah, this. Yeah, did, did he write into the wrong podcast? No, this, no, I know, I know what he's up to. Anyways, that, that podcast dancing Mike always calls into on accident. No, no, he's, he's, he's uh, making fun of movies. To start, let's have a moment of silence for Wrong Turn, R.I.P. <laughs> People on this podcast are, Wrong Turn? Who's that? Anyways, I'm an engineer at a machine shop and I have been slammed lately. I've had to put in about 60 hours a week, and I'm just now catching up on some reading. I saw Donnie Cates announce a Silver Surfer book. You guys think maybe he's spreading too thin? Maybe. Yeah. I maybe. It's my concern a little bit. I, I haven't. I, I have not liked the pacing on Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That book is I know that's the first me. book he's put out where I'm, I haven't been, by the third issue at least enjoying it yeah, it's yeah. in some way you know yeah i've kind of dropped like not not picked it up it's a it's a weird anymore. deal it's it's a weird on. deal with that book is that i'm not infuriated by it but it's just i don't ever think yeah. of it i want to see where it goes but it, yeah. i'm not like dying for the next yeah. issue at the same i've noticed place. that his books seem to tread more and more water the more stuff i hear his name attached to if it weren't for him and zadarsky i'd be pretty much done with marvel though i just caught up on daredevil uh, and man is wilson fist just scary bad in this i could totally buy him as a conniving self-interested mobster term politician i think old chip has a good feel for the character and a lot of times people seem to skimp on giving the villain any sense of depth and i get the feel that fisk is something we will see uh get ugly later yeah. i think he's ugly now <laughs> i love the cliffhanger you all know i'm all about some punisher yeah, so i can't fun. wait for next issue Spoilers. Yeah, you got to read it. I haven't read it. I haven't read it yet. Uh, what's going yeah, that's on? That's a cool finger. Just you wait. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. And uh, yeah, I I think that that's the thing that a lot of people forget. And uh, again, this is you know I like. And next we'll be talking to Jay. Uh, I'll throw a little Tom King shade out there. Uh, and a lot of other writers too. I I have always been somebody who says that you know a hero is only as good as his villain. And when you have a great villain, then you can have a great hero. And some people don't write the villains at all. You, you yeah. barely get to see them. I mean, yeah, it's fine and dandy to have them behind the scenes doing things. That This whole deal with uh, Fisk and stuff like that is I like that you're just waiting. And he's there and he's bad, but he's not as bad. But you're waiting for him to be worse and things like that. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And one of the – you know, one of the things – characters and villains and all that it tends to be the guys that i do like and why i'm liking chip zadarsky and also why uh we mentioned last week why i like tom taylor i think that he does character work really great maybe not the villains per se but the character work gets you invested in it uh invaders continues to be the best avengers book on the shelf <laughs> i give a crap about namor the freaking submariner for the first time ever and he's relevant for the first time in at least a decade i love bucky being basically the comic relief in the book but it's not terrible or overplayed, like we've seen in some of the other jokey character work. Zadarsky has impressed me. Oh, crud. I'm about to be negative. Trigger warning for anyone looking to leave an iTunes review. <laughs> On that note, I'm dropping Thor and Avengers After War of the Realms. I've stuck a lot through a lot 
of crap, but I think I'm still tired or I'm tired of this long drawn out, even of the century type stuff. Infinity Countdown is still coming out. Jesus, Harold Christ. On the other <laughs> hand, I'm kind of getting into hunted over at ASM. I appreciate the fact that it's contained and in one series. I see a ton of value in representing events that way. It keeps everything from turning into mega corporate Voltron type monstrosities we seem to get every six weeks. My books of the week actually surprised me though. Spear Spider-Man had probably one of the most genuine moments of character growth ever seen in a long time. Yeah, uh, the issue is pretty much clean up after the Terax fight. And at first, Ock is being a typical D-bag, but putting his talents to us, uh, use elsewhere. Anna Maria makes him go out and help, and he gets uh, to talk to a little boy whose mom just died. It's a mostly silent scene, but the panels tell a really cool progression, and that one instance gets Otto to push through until the feds say cleanup is over. Now, I, I wonder if we're going to be uh, already have talked about this, or will it be after this? But yes, we will be talking <laughs> yeah. about it on this I, podcast. I like that book a lot. I really did. I thought it was a really cool scene and wasn't expecting and get feels from Superior Spider-Man Rebirth, no. and he says 8 out of 10. Keeping it weird in the Bible Belt, and that's Ethan B. Uh, and yeah, that that's pretty cool. And he says, P.S., uh, anybody in the GFC going to Dragon Con? We can do a beep-bop meet-up. Yeah, P.P.S., Tom King sucks. There you go. It transcends, it transcends all things. And the next is from Jay, who is a big fan of Tom King. What up, Jim and Brandon? Jay from Canada here. How are you two fellas doing this weekend? It's raining something fierce here. So I hope, yeah, it's better, uh, where you two are. It was, it was warm today, which, yeah. uh, it, it took us by surprise. However, it's like it one is of those in Canada is how it is in Buffalo, Jay. Yeah. Uh, the, the deal today, it was like 74. And uh, it actually took us by surprise and felt it, like it, it was scorching. It rained all day here. My daughter's treehouse blew all the way through my backyard. Really? Uh, uh, well, not like treehouse. This little plastic yeah, thing. Yeah. But, you know, her dollhouse thing back yep. there. Yeah. I, I ended up walking. We went to the donut shop. Me and Ethan got some donuts and, and came home. We, and haven't, stuff. we haven't hit that spring thaw yeah. yet. We still yeah, got snow piles nice. at tops. Yeah, we don't have any of that. <laughs> Man, I feel like a soldier off the war writing uh, – uh, writing back to his family, so I'm going to get into the books. I liked Amazing Spider-Man. I really want to find out who this new villain is. I just really hope they don't break up Pete and MJ. I I've know. been rereading Spidey Civil War stuff, and it's so well written. I wish we I could get agree with Jay's that back again. On Tom King, but I agree now, with him there on those two sentences for okay. Spider-Man. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is I, I'm telling you, uh, Jay, and this is a compliment, but also I uh, Jay reminds me, Jay is. Uh, a manship and him are are together. They're the men in arms the <laughs> who just end up loving everything I don't like and end up writing in about it. But no, yeah. uh, I love Jay. I've also been binging Old Man Hawkeye, which I think is really good. Yeah, that's a good As one. a big fan of Old Man Logan, I thought this would be nonsense, but it's so good. I love it, too. I love it. The art is just amazing. I love binging completed series, which, by the way, Jim, if you haven't read Kate's Thanos, please do that. I have not yet. It's so much fun fun and very accessible and it's just one arc you can do it i believe in you i'm telling you i we we end up adding so many things to the patreon now it's the the thing is adding the patreon uh the spotlight the indie spotlight i didn't think it was going to be that crazy because it's just one book the yeah. problem is is like we ended the up time doing crunch. well we yeah. ended up doing transformers as well like issue one I know eventually we're going to get back to them picking Transformers again. They didn't yep. pick number two, though. 
but I have to read it because I know that eventually you're gonna it'll get be like issue four or eight. five. Yeah. yeah, and then I'm gonna have to read them all. So I'm so busy right now reading all this stuff. It's crazy. I did this, but I like that. I, I have to be forced sometimes to read some other things. I did this on DC side of things, so I think I'll do it here. What are your top five books you want to see Marvel put out? I really want a Miles Peter book where we see Peter mentor Miles. I also really want the Ultimate Universe to come back. If the rumors are true and Kate's is behind that, I'll squeal like a little fangirl. That's all from me. I hope this weekend is good to you. Much love, Jay. I'd like an Ultimates book. Uh, I Eric, that's what got him out of Marvel. Yeah. When they they came out with the Ultimate Universe, I'll he got he the heck quit. out. He, yeah, he quit. <laughs> he said, this isn't right. Yeah. And he quit. I, I wouldn't mind that. Uh, I actually... Trying to think, I, I see some of my things because I have such a limited deal uh, of things that I would want. Um, I want a I, Wolverine solo title. Am I allowed Just to a have regular a regular Wolverine? Yeah, solo I would like title. that. Am I allowed to have a Gabby solo title? Yeah, Is that allowed? I don't that think it's be, happening. I think that would be like a good Teen Titans type book. They yeah, could I would make. like that. I like would like in. like Gabby and the agents of Swirl. How about that? I, I was going <laughs> to say girl, but that's hang it. out with a couple of her clone sisters she loves so much. Tell you, then if, I'll if, die. If the they can end up doing like they did with West Coast Avengers, which is ending soon, uh, they can end up just getting a lot of books. Like if if you want to end up uh, if uh, Unstoppable Wasp ends, uh, Gabby and Unst- and Wasp I think would go well together. I, I yeah. think there's a lot of characters that would do. They could just start up the Agents of Girl book and you know have them all in there i'd love it uh yeah, what else would, do you that have? wouldn't be a bad idea i mean uh i i would kind of like marvel to do uh kind of like an injustice type thing kind of have a crazy good guy gone right. bad thing where where the other good guys how maybe about split up oh in the so sides. like uh like a cap you know kind of you know going yeah, bad like, like who, going hydra yeah or, is or that what Iron you're Man saying just goes crazy something uh, like that instead of a, you a and your hate. thing but in else worlds not in the real universe no in the real universe he's actually a hydra sleeper no, and i, I, I come up that. with the story in my head <laughs> i just came yeah. up with that i think you'd love it yeah you want it written by tanishi Coates and nick or, spencer too exactly or how about this Brian you Michael have, Bendis. You've been um, and again, I'm not well versed in tons of history of Marvel. You know, I'm, I'm getting there. I'm trying my best. I have this story. You have Wolverine, right? It's a couple years from now. He's a little older. Mysterio makes him think that people are different. He kills them all, and then he regrets, he regrets it then. But it How happens for real this time. Yeah, this time it happened. I don't know. It never happened before. I don't know anything about this. And he's old. He's an old man, this yeah, guy, you know? And I'd like to call it Wolverine Gray Hair is what I'd say is called Wrinkled Reen. Yeah. They call him. And I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to throw one something. in here for Aaron, and, and his choice would be uh, Hulk Vereen's 2. I think. Yeah, right? Really? <laughs> Spide Vereens. Everything or, or is we- Vereens. Or weapon, weapon, what comes after H? J? Weapon J, right? <laughs> yeah. That will have uh, Winter Soldier Vereens is, is a new one that I have. Unstoppable Wasp Vereens. There you go. Don't just keep doing it. I could go on forever. Wenpool yeah. Vereen. Yeah. Yeah. I no, want Wenpool back. How about here's that? The There's deal. my top I would I like that. that. Um, I would like a, just a normal X-Men book that I can enjoy. Yeah. Uh, I want, that and one. I want Chris Hastings on it again because I, I don't think anybody else could write Gwenpool that well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, w- that would be cool. Uh, I would like a Gwenpool. You got me into that. I remember I ended up with a, having really no background of anything Marvel. 
end up reading <laughs> Gwenpool, and I'm like, who's this Modoc guy? Like, oh, look at that guy. He's a big head. He's like in the whole first 12 issues. Oh, I, I, and I, I ended up loving it. Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. It's I didn't get book. any I of the it. jokes, and I still liked it. I yeah. thought it was funny. Ended up talking to Eric a lot about it and got him kind of fired up. Uh, he ended up, uh, what was the, uh, the book. Oh, he ended up uh, reading and really liking. You know his two favorite Marvel books from when we were just doing reviews even before the podcast were uh, Space Knight Venom. Yep. And and uh, freaking Mockingbird. Really? He, he loved, liked he loved that. He yeah. loved it. I love Space it was Knight great. Venom. That was a great book. Yeah, I'd like that. But uh, yeah, there we go. We're not going to get a lot of these. Yeah, things I, I that didn't we would maybe like. give you five. I definitely want a Gwenpool back. I want my my regular Wolverine title. I want like some Elseworld Marvel kind of craziness. And, yeah. and there's three right for you off the bat. I I have this idea for a story. You have say I don't know what characters say a Iron Man and a Captain America. They disagree on something <laughs> and they go to war. What's, and it, how to eat and cereal. it's not so civil it isn't but no. there you go i'm, I'm done iron man coffee. buys generic despite being yes. rich and also <laughs> you find out that tony stark obviously loves organic milk but goes zero yeah, percent cap go. is not going that not what would cap think about organic zero percent milk he is a man out of time for crying he, out he loud. just squeezes it have, right out of the I, oven i'm telling you they yeah they would be like, hey, what percent do you like, Kevin? Percent? I'm going to drink it all. Hundred. Yeah. Like, That's what he wants. I want right hundred percent, baby. Here. Yeah, there, there's no way that he's going that nonsense. And he'd say, listen, after you're done pouring that cereal, make me a steak. And <laughs> yeah. I'll put it in with that as well. I, I miss, I, I say I miss Kev. That was the reason why I came over to this podcast yeah, to, to do this. Book. And I just don't like this cap, and I yeah. know that a lot of people we, do. We need to change. I, I, I am all for now, Here's the deal. The this is my is, issue. This is what I want. Uh, just a second book. Yeah. Have the cap that, you know, John Jack loves it. John Wayne loves it. It seems that people with the first name John love this book. My name's <laughs> Jim. I don't. You're but, out. But that's the thing. I don't want to take something away that they love. And I see that people who are like, oh man, I, I'm real schooled in the, in, in cap. This goes back to the brew baker deal. It's doing this and that and the other thing. That's not a fresh start for me. I wish that we had a secondary book. Now you could say the Avengers. Now I'm, and really I'm getting an invaders, but I'd like to have maybe a, cat bucky book yeah just them and, th- and have some other writers invaders does a good job of alluding to the past but also filling you in on it where yeah. these other ones are just mentioning past things but yeah I, I, and- I don't want a book that people like and it sells okay i mean it sells pretty good uh so keep that going i just have another one a lighter tone Captain book bucky team up because books. a lot of people yeah. i would think where you're at i think as well uh, that have talked to me, the thing with Cap being, you know, real political right now with Tennessee Coates, that's fine for people like that. But a lot of people are burned out with this style of Cap and just want some fun. And, yes, we've had some since Secret Wars. We had some stuff going on – or Secret Empire, I mean. We've had some other little runs going on that was a little more yeah, fun. Yeah, the Mark Wade stuff was actually probably some of his yeah. better Marvel work in a long yeah, time. Yeah, so I think that maybe we need something like that too to give people a choice, you know, where you have – you know, at DC, Cap's big enough where you have a Batman and a Detective yeah. Comics. Yeah, Superman, no, you have an Batman action Batman comics books? and Superman. How many, I mean they could, they could just produce four less – 
Spider-Man. I'm books. telling you, give just somebody call, else a shot. Just call you know? it Cap. Just do that. <laughs> they got Cap. symbiote Spider-Man coming out. Yeah. They got War of yeah. the Realms Spider-Man. Give me something. Out. Just give me a six-issue or... mini where I could just have some fun. I love Spider-Man, but there's too many Spider-Man books. But yeah, just give me Cap. Just do that. They have that Spidey book. Cap. That's what I'm saying. You have that Spidey book that y'all hating on with Chip Zdarsky. Just call this Cap. Yeah. Call it Cap, baby. And I have them yeah. double shooting guns in the air and yahooing I, with I like a, my speed, a Texas my hat B, on. Uh, level Spider-Man titles. At those, those have been in my wheelhouse. The Scarlet Spider wasn't great, but I liked it. Superior Spider-Man's been pretty. I, it's been my that's Spider-Man cool. book lately, and Friendly Neighborhood I'm digging too. So that's cool. So yeah, with the exception uh, of Amazing, it, it needs to just step its game up a little bit. I, I need. I, I think that it's. Book. I think that it's going to get better. I, I, I'm telling you, a lot of these books. I, I at least like that some of the direction they're going in uh, and some like, like you said, I can give Nick Spencer an amazing Spider-Man. One thing is that he isn't treading water. He just seems to not have a focus. Yeah, and I don't know. I, I think I like that more than treading water, which we're getting a lot of DC right now. Yeah. So we'll go with that. But that's the end of the mail. We had a little oh, rant okay. at the end. I have this book. I have this idea that I, it, it's Venom. I know not a lot of people know about Venom and I'm going to reveal the Venom God. This is what I have in uh, mind. I thought, I thought you were going to say you were going to have a, a Venom have a baby and spawn off. And Quintar. It means cage. <laughs> That's what it means. But yeah, no. we're going to go off now uh, to some more books. All right, we're back with one last book. As we said before, that mail section way back when the Superior Spider-Man number four. And boy, 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 uh, a lot of people were talking about this in the Slack chat. And I wasn't, you know, I hadn't read it yet. And I saw you talking to some people and everybody just kept going on like, boy, well, how is Superior Spider-Man so good? And, <laughs> and I thought to myself, well, me and Brandon have been saying it all along. We've liked this, this yeah, series. And uh, so I'm gone and it actually didn't prepare me for how much I was going to like this book. I know. And it's, it's, it's one so of those good. where people are telling you and you just don't want to believe it. You're yeah, like, I'll I just read thought it on it's my the own. Same. I thought, well, and, and I wasn't going to read it until we were getting ready for the podcast. But I, I just thought to myself, like, well, this is going to be, you know, as good as me and Brandon have said. And, you know, this isn't any big surprise. We've enjoyed it. Now, with that, we've enjoyed it so much. And it's really just been one fight. Yeah. And so through that, that's why I realized that Christos Gage has something going on because usually that would drive me insane. And yeah. I'd be like, man, we haven't progressed anything. You know, we're sitting there fighting terrorists and all this. I'll tell you, this is this book actually is something special. And you, are you going to do the blurb for this? Yeah, I'll, I'll do right. it real quick because uh, we. I'm just going to do the middle two paragraphs yeah. here. But Christos Gage is the writer. Mike Hawthorne on pencils. Wade Van Grobedger on inks. Jordi Belair on colors. And VCs Clayton Cowles as the letterer. Anna Maria Maricone figured out that Elliot Talver, her Horizon University colleague, is the new identity of Otto Octavius, the same man who misled her when he lived as Peter Parker poisoning the relationship and breaking her trust. Yeah. But seeing Otto's willingness to risk his own life to stop terror acts from leveling San Francisco with the power cosmic, Anna Maria agreed not to report Otto to the police. As Elliot, recovering in the hospital, uh, Otto accepted Anna Maria's continued supervision of his heroic activities in exchange for his freedom. It's a fortunate development for the city, which will need all the available assistance to recover from Terax's attack. And yeah. yeah, that's that's all we're really getting here is is Otto 
being guilted into at, at the start of things anyway, helping out uh, clean yeah. up the city, even though yep. he's not in the best shape. No, he he even has his little broken arm deal. He has like a, a Spider Man webcast on. Uh, yeah, and uh, I'll tell you right off the bat. Again, Mike Hawthorne is a guy I'm not very familiar with, except yeah, for I doing really this. Like Boy, I like the art. I, I think that it fits so well. And and this issue, you get so many different things going on, even though, like you said, not much is going on. Yeah, it's but, just he's literally walking around the city in different spots, yeah. just cleaning things and up. And I even like the way it goes as it starts off with you have, you know, Otto. He's using his suit and everything to get these people, you know, to to help them out. And they're thanking him. Like, man, I thought we were dead. There's an old lady. She's like, thank you. And he's there. And he's like, quickly, before there's a secondary collapse. And I like the idea that you have it at first because then we go back to see what's going on. But at first you're just like, what's going on? Because he's like, you know, the the fireman comes up. Great work, Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. <laughs> he keeps saying that. And it's yeah. such a great way that Christos Gage does this because that's the trigger. That's where you can tell that Otto is the, you know, he's still kind of uppity and he still thinks he's better when he will and correct some of his people. vocabulary. Yeah. I love his, his one line. At one point, things. he ends up turning back from that where he's about to correct the spirit and it, it gives you the feels because it was set up really good because this fireman's like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to do this. Well, you know, where should we go? Whatever. He's like, listen, I'm going to give you this tablet. It has a schematic. Go here. Here because this is where most of the people will be deploy deploy the forces here because you can't save everyone and the fireman's like what, what? and he's like uh uh yeah of course uh you know i'll go to the other places with the spider bots and things and i'll get a hold of you you, you find out that it's maria and in his uh in his it, ear yeah, coaching yeah. him yeah and, and she's coaching and it's like no i told you this you can't just say that stuff what are you talking about and she's so mad at him and he's like all right so then Old lady comes by. Spider-Man. That's superior Spider-Man. May I help you? And she's like, you saved my life. Yeah. I, I want to make a dinner for you. Yeah, and you're going to come back kielbasa. for kielbasa. And he's like, I have no such time for trivialities. And that boop. Uh, uh, what I mean is, uh, thank you. I'd be delighted. And it's so funny. And it's so funny that I he's love it when that happens. That he happens is like forced into it's being great. a nice guy. Uh, because, and he's like, why did you tell me to say that? I, I abhor kielbasa and you'll eat it and like it. And yeah, I'm <laughs> telling you, it's just like she's his mom. But this is where it's so good because you go back earlier that day and, and he's flirt. He, he's in, you know, at horizon yeah. healing while all this stuff is going on. And basically he says, cause then she shows up and it's like, Anna Marie's like, what's going on? What, what, what are you what doing? Are you you doing gotta be out there. Spider-Man needs to help. What do you mean help? I, I ended up Terex. I, I defeat him. There's my help. I I, I don't yeah, need to do anything I did else. My part. Job done. He's dropping the mic. She's like, oh no! And she grabs a spider suit. She kicks this lady out who's there. Uh, Emma, who's there like, oh, yeah. you know, he's, since he's this isn't a hospital, let's there. have some wine. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my, he's reading a book. <laughs> and then people are dying. He's reading a book. Mm. And, and, yeah, she's like, uh, hey, uh, you, hey, what's your name, Emma? Out. 
you know, this yep. is physical Chew therapy you. time. And she gets the suit out and says, put this on and get out there and act like a hero. Act like you should be acting. You say that you want to be this guy who, you know, protects the city or whatever. You know what you're going to do? You're going to go out and see the people that you protect and why you're doing it. And he's like, oh, whatever. And, he, and she's like, and by the way, I'm going to be in your ear and I'm going to tell you what to do. And the best thing is she says that, throws the suit at him and like goes around right his, his head. Face, yeah. Yeah. And she's like, now go be a hero. <laughs> or kick your beep you know your butt she gets the curse we can't but she says or i'll kick your butt and it's so funny because then you turn the page and the night shift (laughs) is back and i'm like oh that's the best (laughs) i'm like oh man there's grave digger and it's so funny he's like shows the sky he's like hey great dude what's going on digger you 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 look better now now that you're so together he's like oh yeah it's great the maggots are already moving back in this is awesome and he even shows the scar so they they end up detecting the spider bots are like okay there's some movement under this rubble there has to be people there and you get wax man who pretty much he's the new recruit he's pretty much Clayface, but he's the you know the new recruit here and uh He's like, okay, you can use the wax. Go down in there and see what's going on. And uh, then, okay, and he's like, yeah, I don't want to get, I don't want to get dirt in the wax, which is awful if if he was made of wax. He goes down, and that's where Anna's like, by the way, uh, you know this this wax man, he he's a serial killer. Did you look into these people before you hired him? Uh oh. And he goes down. And yeah, it He's looks like kill this yeah, boy. yeah. This li- there's a little boy and his mom there. The mother's kind of trapped. The boys there, like mom, they're gonna come get us. They're gonna come back get us. Waxman goes down. Yeah, he's he's gonna kill him. He's gonna kill this boy. Otto comes down and just is like, what are you doing? And and freaks out and ends up, you know, uh, and this is where Waxman tries to think he's a smart guy, smarter yep. than than Otto, who he isn't. And he's like, you can't use Sonics down here. You know, you'll end up bringing the whole thing down. So I have the advantage. He's like, Sonics, I'm just going to freeze you and break <laughs> you in half. He breaks him into a million pieces. Uh, he does end up going and they, they do save the boy. Then you have Digger go down. He grabs him and stuff like that. But the problem is the mother. Mother didn't live. The mother died. Yeah. And uh, that's where Anna's like, you know, you, you got to talk to this kid. You got to tell him. And this is where he's like, you know what? Spider-Man's my favorite. You know, I, I and he's like, I'm the su- yeah, I'm Spider-Man. And <laughs> I'm that Spider-Man, was nice. Yeah. He's, he, it, and was. He's, it was. And the, it here's was the, the thing. thing that turned him, this little and, kid. And Hawthorne cool. does a good job of the art. And, I, you know, Christos Cage might have done it. But this was something that I heard way back. And I always look for this and things, not just, I'll tell you when I look for it. It's when I, I watch a lot of these videos of like, you know, hockey players with kids yeah. and, you know, and stuff. unfortunately a lot of it's make a wish stuff. And yeah. you will see that there are certain guys when they do it. Now, maybe they've been told to do this, whatever, but there's certain guys that you can tell are pretty genuine that when you get down to the level of the kid, that's one of the most important things when you're talking to a little kid like this and you want to make them feel at ease and make them feel like he's important. You get down to their level. You don't talk from above. Yeah, and you now you, you have yet. an auto who literally talks down to everybody and, and also corrects people about the space. He gets down on one knee to talk to this kid and then he's like, oh, are you Spider-Man? Oh, man. That's my mom. That's the favorite. I'm the sub- yeah, I'm Spider-Man. And I thought that was really, really nice. I'll tell you, one of the guys who I think is one of the nicest guys with this in hockey, because I watch, and, I, and I'm not a big fan, is Ovenchkin. He yeah. is a really good guy with kids. And uh, I just always, I, it surprised me because I really took him as a real jerk just because yeah, I hate his guts. Is, is. Yeah, no, he's really nice. <laughs> it's the but, Russian yeah. stereotypes all thrown yeah, at him. He's you know? like, 
Listen, kid, get me Yankee blue jeans. I'd be nice to you. But yeah, I think that this is the craziest thing that happens in this book, too, because I don't have much of a background with Otto. I don't have much of a background with Superior Spider-Man. But through just these issues, I've really fallen in love with this character and this book. And what Christos Gage does here, I think I can't even state how great this is, is that he does not end up having this conversation to make it like, I'm going to win an Eisner by showing yeah, no. this. He does yeah. it a different way by not it's having not dialogue. It's not the entire focus of the issue. It's just kind of like yeah. the second And here's act, the thing. You know, at this but... point, you have Superior – you have Otto telling him about his mom, but th- there's no word bubbles. You just – you know what they're kind of talking yeah, about. Yeah, you see the emotion. Yeah, and... and you see the emotion. You don't need to have in a comic where, you know, Otto's like, by the way, your mom's dead. She's right. dead down there. She's not coming back. You just have this, you know, four panels of the kid upset, then crying, then, you know, them hugging, and then the EMT coming to take him away. And then it's, it's set there because you could sit there like, boy, did he have nothing to say? But then you realize because then Anna's like, that was impressive. That really was nice. And she thinks that he just said what he, you know, oh, you know, Otto, you're a smart guy. You know what to say, whatever. And he's like, no, no, no. I lost both my parents. Even though they were damaged, I still felt the loss. So I know what that kid felt. So, yeah, you don't need to oversee. You don't need Christos Gage to write this whole thing of like, listen, kid, things are going to be better. And your your parents are dead or whatever. Yeah. Instead, it's their conversation that they had. We don't need to hear what they said. That That's between them. But we know that Anna is very, you know, said that that's very impressive. And, uh, you know, he and and there's Otto. He's not a guy who's like, yeah, I know, because I'm smart now. He's just like, listen, I lost my parents. And, yeah, and I know he's, that's He's really lost. becoming humble throughout the yeah. issue. And it's a cool progression to and, see. And she says, hey, and this is the big turn, too. Listen, you did good. Why don't you take a break? I mean, this was very emotional for you. Even when the kid's walking away, he turns around the wave to him. And yeah. Otto waves. And I actually hope that. That they show later that he goes and checks on this kid. Yeah, uh, me too. <laughs> it'd be nice. Yeah, and uh, he's like, no, no, I I need to keep helping, and it's obvious that this has affected him. This has uh, yeah. made him think. You know what? Being it's this motivate him because like, before it seemed you know he wanted to be superior. That's the only reason he was yeah. doing this because he wanted to be looked at as superior. Now he realizes. There, there's a little more to it. Or he necessarily, goes, you know, wanted the credit that would come along with, yeah. with helping. But now it's it genuinely him doing it because he, he seems to care for the people that he's now helping. And, yeah. and it's a cool, you know, progression for him. Yeah. So I, and that one, even like that whole wax man thing. It's like, yeah. cause he's like, you know, everybody needs something. There's value for everybody's life. Yeah, and and that, that's some of the reason I really like a lot of the issue is because it's not just a, a downer issue that yeah. you close it and you're like, man, that was really depressing. Yeah, yeah. There's like, it's a good ebb and flow to some humor. And yeah, some like when Anna's there, spirit. when she says, you know, every life has value. I'm glad that you see that. He's like, except for Waxman's. And yeah. she's like, well, like, yeah. And then he's like, and the looters and the opportunists selling bottled water. The, I, the regular Otto is still in there. Oh, a it's great. Bit, though. He's it, like, it, by the way. It comes out at the best times. Yeah, he's like, by the way, I have sent the spider bots out and anybody selling overpriced water or the looters, they are getting tased until they crap their pants. I'm making sure of that. And he's, he's, I like it. He's like, yeah, he's like, they won't die. 
They're just going to crap their pants. And she's like, oh, why didn't we quit when we were ahead? Because she keeps going on with this. Really and and like the more you talk to him, you realize, yeah, it's auto still. <laughs> but no, he's changed. I just like that idea. They're, they're going to soil themselves, but, you know, and they won't forget that. Uh, that's and when... we all know adults don't do that, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, and then you're not a man or a woman. Uh, that's where this Emma comes in like, hey, how's the physical therapy? Are we still going to go out? And she even says, it's funny, she's like, hey, you know, uh, nah, screw it. I was asking out on a date. I don't care about who's supposed to ask who. Would you like to go out on a date? And even then, he's like, well, <laughs> intelligent women really, uh, you know, float my boat. Really? So, and then really you, get my gears and going. And it's funny because then you see Anna and it looks like she's like, I would expect at points, I hope they get back together. Yeah, Though I, see, I like I can't this. tell if she's jealous or not. But it seems I, that's, it's what, hard, it's, that's the one thing I can He plays it up. good, though, because yeah. she's upset because – she wants them to go have kibasa with yep. that lady. So I thought that was a really cool thing because yeah, you don't is that know. Is a cover for her to not yeah. sabotage this also, date? I, or is also, that just... I'm telling you, one little thing that we got that I think was pretty funny uh, that has to come to play later is when you have have the superior spider suit walk away. <laughs> yeah, Otto takes the suit off and it just yeah. walks away. She's like, and you she's, can't have it yeah, do that. She's like, what are you doing? The, the suit can't just walk. Oh, no. It's programmed to avoid people. Nobody will see it. I have a feeling this is going to come into play at some point. I have a feeling at some point, at some point that he's going to be trapped somewhere. And now that she knows that, she'll be able to send the suit. To I, get yeah, him. I think that's going to come around later. It too, would be yeah. funny if it ended up being the intern that gets the coffee. It comes with the <laughs> coffee. Uh, but yeah, he ends up saying to this, this Emma, Hey, listen, I'd like to go on a date. I can't tomorrow. How about two days from now? I already have a date, a prior commitment for tomorrow. And it's funny because you seem to think that it's Anna. Like, oh, they're going to go out. I, I did. No, it, it is the Kabasa where this lady, this older lady was saved, is having a dinner for all the EMTs, the police, the fire department, like everybody. And Otto still tries to get out of this Kabasa because he does not want it. He's like, you know, a lot of people here. I, I think I might just hit that salad. Like, no, yeah. no, I'll make more. You eat it. And I love it too because it's like the classic grandma. You're too skinny. Yeah. You got to eat this. Uh, and it and, gets even more classic at the end yeah. when, when she turns her back yeah and he gives it to, to the, the dog, dog. <laughs> the firehouse dog Dalmatian gets it he's like and, and that's the thing is it's really nice because she's like huh how do you like it and you see her even just through the art she's sitting there and I think that that's the thing that this Mike Hawthorne and Christos Gage are working so well together because yeah, a lot of this too. is done through art not just tons of word bubbles because you see she's giving him the kibasa she obviously wants him to like it but the thing where she's there with her hands together while he's biting it like she's really waiting and he turns it's like madam that is superior kibasa and then <laughs> like she's like i'll get you some more he's like thank you but uh you know i have to watch my figure he's giving it to the dog <laughs> it's hilarious it's so good and then we get the ending that's going to lead us to the next story where you do have these workers and they are they even say this is the worst they're just the recovery workers there's yeah. no survivors no, anymore everybody's they're getting all the dead people be. and and stuff like that and they do mention it's kind of forced but like man luckily everybody moved out uh, you know most of the people because this cult you know they were they were in the bottom floor and stuff and it was nonsense and hey why is that blood all gathering in that hole and all of a sudden they get attacked by these demons and then master pandemonium comes out yeah, and we'll says you know he has these little gremlin arms and he's like master pandemonium's return to bring about hell on earth and yeah it says next dr strange 
And it's like he's he's got a fire speedo on. Yeah, What's yeah, going yeah, on down it's there? It's crazy. <laughs> uh, that's something Europeans wear. I, I I went to the Bahamas after I you graduated. Have to go see a doctor. Me, me and my yeah, really. Me and my friends uh, went to the Bahamas after we graduated high school, and uh, we went there. And I swear to God, uh, this was pretty much. I I had been to New York City. I I live in the Philadelphia area. We always talk about you in Buffalo. Yeah. I live in the Philadelphia area, so I've been to the city and stuff like that. But I hadn't been. Like many vacation spots. My dad was 600 pounds. He did not like to vacation. My my dad did not like to do anything that involved moving, sunlight, or or anything but eating. So (laughs) I went to a lot of buffets as a kid. Obviously, my love of buffets now. But I didn't travel. So we go to the Bahamas. And one of the first things, we we go out on the beach. And one of the first things I saw was this guy who was probably 65 years old in a chain mail Speedo. It was the craziest thing I ever saw in my Jesus. life. And I was like, what's going on? I don't know if I would trust that it around my boys so down weird. there. It was so weird. And he came over and actually my buddy Jay uh, ended up like, hey, nice, nice bathing suit. That's awesome. And he came over. He was French. And he started to tell us that he has a collection of very rare and exotic Speedos. He was telling oh, us. Boy. And I was like, okay. And then later on, as I went to college and things like that, I, got, I ended no, I ended up, you know, <laughs> hearing a lot of jokes about, you know, Europeans and Speedos and things like that. And I'm like, hey, I got firsthand knowledge. Yeah. But yeah, not a fire Speedo, though. That's a little different. But yeah, this is my book of the week by yeah, far. Uh, this is one of my favorite issues of the week in all the comics that I read. And because of that. I am actually going to give this a 9.7, probably one of the highest, I believe, that I've given on this podcast. The only thing that I can say that kept me from a 10 is just the fact that we're still just cleaning up from the Terex attack. That's the only thing. But, boy, I could even get a – I could get close to giving this a 10, and I did. I mean, I'm I'm getting very close because I just – it had fun. There was some really funny things with it. Soiling pants fun. I always <laughs> like that. Uh, you had the feels. You had a progression that shows you that Otto is now learning to be a better person, not just a better or superior Spider-Man. It, and this book has been a little bit about Otto becoming superior Otto and superior in the fact that he is becoming a better guy. And I, I, I can't stress enough how much I like this book. And when we talk about things a lot, we talked about the Invaders book, talk about Daredevil, things like that, where uh, we love books and say, you know, Cosmic Ghost Rider even. This is on that list again. This is on the list of a book yep. that I think anybody can get. And when it comes out in trade, if you're waiting, uh, you know, wait for that. Or, I mean, even if you wait, you know, your six months deal till it hits the app and things like that. Once it hits, read it right away. It's really good. And uh I, I'd say that, you know, after the second issue, I can't see not being hooked. The first issue kind of hits and you're like, okay, I got it and, and whatnot. But after that, after that and into the second and then into this to the number four here, it's, it's awesome. I love story. it. I, I, it's now a book that I am going to be looking forward to every time it comes out when it was a book that were like, uh, to me saying, well, we have that weekend edition. I guess we could talk about that. This yeah. was never well, a book that I ever, number one. Yeah. This was never a book that I thought was going to be good. 
I, I don't have any connection with it. So I'm telling you, even if you don't know Auto, Superior Spider-Man, any of that, you can still read it and love it. I, I'm a fan of Christos Gage. Christos Gage, if you're not aware, Brandon, when I first started the site with Eric, was he was the writer of the best Bizarro story I had ever read. Yeah, that whole right. joke, that was Christos Gage. <laughs> and it was full of feels like this. So this, this is so good. And yeah. the art's great. And I could gush about it. But what, what do you uh, give it? Yeah, I ended up giving it an eight on the site because I did How that dare review. You. I gave I gave it uh, I, that was a Wednesday review score, you know, yeah, first day yeah. impression type thing. But yeah, after reading it a couple more times, You're going I, up to a nine. I really liked it. Yeah, I'm going to a nine. Yeah. Um, you know, the art, like you said, by Hawthorne and, and Christos Gates are a great team, and I yeah. really like this version of Superior Spider-Man. And even the letters page is fun because. Uh, Otto answers the letters that yeah. are written yeah, in. Yeah, I looked so. at that too. It's funny. I, I like the one somebody from Malaysia wrote yes. in. And it'd be so great uh, if that person actually is listening to us. And I'm like, oh man. But yeah, uh, I love that where they, they have even an anonymous, like, my anonymous friend. Well, I yep. harbored the utmost respect for And I just like, from a fan from Malaysia is one of them. And like, my Malaysian admirer. Yep. And it my basically favorite. says, I love it. Don't give the people writing this book any credit. I'm the star here. <laughs> and I thought that's good. That, that is pretty it is. good. It's a fun letters page. I love the letters page. It's something DC does not do. That, that's a Marvel thing. Yeah. And I, I like the kind of different books, the way they do it a little different. Some love to put a lot of pictures, even a picture of a guy with his daughter that seemed to be in a robe and nothing yes. else. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are, you know, you, you even have the Miss Marvel. A lot of times they'll have a lot of uh, little kids in cosplay, which yeah. I love. Yeah, I, I, I think, think that it's fun. awesome looking at that. And so this, though, as auto answering the letters is so good. And... This ends up being the book that I will probably try to write a letter into because I'm yeah. loving it so much. I, yeah. I really just enjoy yeah, this book. Getting a letter answered by Otto would be a blast. Oh, it'd be great. I- I'm telling you, that that would be like, you know, having a rock star uh, talk to you and things yeah. like that. It's having something like that. Yeah. Oh, so great. But yeah, that's the end of the podcast. So yeah, my my uh, weekend edition book is definitely this one, Superior yeah, Spider-Man too. number four by far. It actually, my other book that I loved over at DC was Shazam, which I gave a 9.5. I like this a little more. That's yeah. why I went a little higher. I, well, this time my highest score for the week with Daredevil. I gave yeah. them both nines. Yeah, so. and again, I wasn't there for that. So yeah. I, I was not. You read pretty. it? Yeah. That no, was I still <laughs> got no time. I ended up having to You'll catch up with things. Comes out. Yeah, really. Yeah, if I if I get to that, <laughs> I'm telling you, I'll just when that comes out, I'll take off another week. Yeah, I, I ended up having to catch up with things. This weekend was the worst, one of the worst know. weeks of this my entire sucked. life. It was awful. That was my week the the week before, Man. and then my yeah, daughter's week this week because she was yeah. sick as a dog. Yeah, so that's it. But yeah, thanks everybody for listening. I'll mention once again we have a website, weirdsciencemarvelcomics.com, where you can go read the reviews. I'm going to try to get some more of mine up if that's what if that floats your boat if you're like where's this jim he doesn't show up but yeah i didn't have any reviews this week i had an awful week uh but yeah we also have the email you can email us in and we'll read the emails at weird science marvel comics at gmail.com and we also have the patreon that i talked about and i'll say once again if you join up april 1st you will not be charged until may 1st 
and you can just check things out. Me and Brandon have a bunch of ideas and plans of things that we're going to do, shows that we'll announce. One being, and I really want to do it, and I'm just going to throw it out here because if I throw it out here, I'll at least force myself to do it. But uh, I would actually like to do that event podcast we were talking about that each month we we, we start with an event from the very beginning of the Marvel comics and then go. Now, this wouldn't be like we'd have a podcast where we have all of the one event. We'd go issue to issue through it. So a couple events would take a while, but I think that would be pretty cool and would get me up to speed on things as as a deal. So I think that would be something that we'll we'll look into. Uh, but yeah, other than that, you have a solicits and sales podcast for Marvel yep. coming out. Tweak we it have a little a, bit instead of just doing the read the sales, read the solicits. Yeah, type and things. we have a uh, Marvel reading club that we're going to do, and Reggie's going to join in with that as well at points so that we can kind of you know tag team that. Uh, we also have I have a Secret Origins podcast Marvel style there where I go and I did Craven last month where I go and get somebody's a character's first appearance and their origin and stuff like that and then obviously we have the spotlight each and every Thursday actually each and every Wednesday the the Marvel spotlight's Wednesday night and it's going to be featuring one or two books each week picked by the bad butts so there you go that's the end of the show Thank you, everyone, and we'll talk to you in a couple days. Later.